Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here, Never Not Funny, with our guest Brian Regan right around the corner. But first, let me walk you through this. The Jim Jeffries Show is on Comedy Central. Now that handles the controversial issues through Jim's distinctive brand of comedy and global point of view. The podcast, on the other hand, slightly more podcasting. Listen each week as Jim Jeffries and his co-host Forrest Shaw sit down with friends, guests, to discuss news, politics, and all things Jim couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't say on TV. Subscribe now to the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app. And uh, speaking of favorite podcasts and apps, here comes Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Because it's been one of those days. Who's behind the door? A fistful of dullard. <laughs> don't thaw the ice. Cocaine. Then you got the yellows. Here come the yellows. <laughs> Look, I'm not the best gay. 12 years in, baby. Lucy and Goosey. Live on tape. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. Indeed, yes, welcome into the program. Episode 2320 is uh, the episode of Never Not Funny. This is uh, going to drop, though, on... Uh, when does this drop? The day after... Uh, the day after Christmas. Christmas, like the 26th, early 27. Is that when this comes out? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, happy uh, belated Christmas. I'm sure we dealt about that on the last episode. There's no doubt in my mind that we did. All uh, right, and uh, since we've been uh, uh, last year, there's a bunch of mail, which we'll hit uh, in a second here. Uh, we got a lot going on today. Mm-hmm. A lot going on today. That's, uh, you know, that's what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it, you get what you get, and you don't get upset. Well, listen. Does that uh, apply? <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Uh, I, I got a fortune cookie today. Yeah. Visualize my win. Okay. I'm going to do it. I see the win. I'm, I'm visualizing it. Mm-hmm. And then I threw it away. I threw that piece of paper away. What if you saved all that? What if somebody saved all their fortune cookies? Cookie, fortunes, fortunes. I might have the... one in my wallet. Really? That's Are you sick. about to flip me off? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, that would have been great. I wish I had thought of that. What do you got in there? Uh, which, one, which one did you keep? I don't know. Here's the big question, Jimmy. Yeah. Did you finish eating the cookie? You know what? I didn't. I only ate half of it. Now, you know what the rule is supposed to be about that, right? I don't know the rule about that. The, the, the fortune does not come true unless you finish the cookie. Come on, brother. I at least somebody said I don't know if that's like a general thing. It was told to me once and Well, visualize my win isn't uh that's not much of a fortune oh, it's, anyway. It's not a fortune. That's They're no longer fortunes, right? Was your, was your win finishing that cookie? Yeah. So I, I visualized it. You just proved it right. That. <laughs> right? You're right. Yeah, I can't wait to finish this thing. I don't know why now I found well, it. Why do you keep this? I don't know why I saved this. All right, here we go. It must have been there must have been a circumstance around I wish I could remember where I was when I got it. How long do you think that's been in your wallet? I'm going to say at least 15 years. You've had that wallet for 15 years? No, I have moved it from one wallet. So this, thing, this thing's made a, this yes, thing's made a made move. made a transition, yeah. All right. It doesn't take up any space. Why? why what, what if these numbers actually won a huge lottery thing and I never played it? Uh, I'll give you the numbers first. Well, Six, somebody's going to look it up, so go right ahead. 6, 25, 36, 39, 41, 11. Hey, 11. I like 11. And this is one of those fortunes that, like, it's so cliched. I don't know why I thought it was so whatever, but... It says, happiness is around the next corner, wealth down the street. It's probably at a time when I was, you know. Feeling badly about yourself? Or just didn't have much. Uh, 
feeling horribly didn't have like, money not happy with you your life <laughs> no. is it possible that that is the last actual fortune that's been in a fortune cookie it does sound like i mean at least it's a fortune yeah it's it's predicting something, something. red is a nice color it's even that's <laughs> not a fortune not a fortune that even the topic is fortune related it's about making oh, yeah. a fortune they're saying i'm going to make a fortune i got one the other day it was uh, just a picture of fortune finder oh wow and that, that was uh that's exciting it was, it was something yeah that'd be great if you just open a fortune cookie and it was just a picture of her do you think she sells those after her show that should be something she should do or not at all <laughs> i would sell if i were her or not sell them i would uh, on, your, on your way out mm-hmm. you get a uh, you get a fortune cookie you know it would be fun it would if you if she had an if she was putting out an album you put the uh, the digital download code on the fortune. Love it. And then you sell the cookie. Love it. And it's like love it. Your album is a for is a cookie. I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm already convinced. I'm so convinced. I'm going to do it. You want to do it? All right. Yeah. So now you just need to write an hour of material about fortune. <laughs> do I need an hour? I just need or, one joke. I just need an album that's, title. That's a good point. Yeah. What's your fortune? Fortunate. 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 Yeah, I to like be part that. of fortunate. Yeah. And it could be like, you know, like sometimes comedians get older and then they suddenly become really maudlin and sentimental mm-hmm. and they're not funny anymore. Like this whole album could just be you being like, you know, I just I realized you really have to appreciate yeah. uh, what you have in life. And it's like, is this comedy? Why is he talking like that? Now, some say that about my old CDs. <laughs> There's this comedy question mark. <laughs> but in, but those were, at least those were angry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they were coming up on the 20th anniversary of Uno. Wow. Will there be a special vinyl release? Seems like there should be. Can't talk about it yet, mainly because it's not been discussed at all. No. We'll and see. People have been I've quiet. I've got the other two. You have, you, have, you have a copy of Uno? No, no. Oh. No, no. That, that you have the other two expensive finals. on uh, Discogs. For my, <laughs> it's for my $128 or something it's going for. On that's, the, I would take pride in that. That's a cool thing. Yeah, that's almost why I don't want to uh, release it again. I, I, Here's the weird thing. Jimmy's the one selling it. I'm selling it. I can't, I can't <laughs> shake this thing loose. I've been trying for 20 years to get, uh, to get rid of this thing. Uh, I, don't, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, I, I, as I've said over and over, I don't like the way I sound on it. I'm not yeah, 100%. We, we uh, talked about putting it out digitally back when we were putting Pompous Clown on iTunes and stuff. Yeah. And you were like, no way. Mm-mm. I think you could do a like a limited. That said, the release. twenty year anniversary yeah. Yeah. release is a that's a different story. It's part of your career. It's part, part of my of, canon. It's part of your life. Mm-hmm. You you have to yeah own that. Well, I own it and I brown it. That's not a thing at all. It's not even a word. Word fun with the words. words. What if you what's up? Did a new record and and then the first dose five hundred. We're a double vinyl with Uno. You know, we talked about that too. I forget what it was going to be. Like um, with Sprezzatura, we were talking about. Or, maybe, or no, maybe when we did Pompous Clown, that's when we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, that was going to be like a double dip of those two. Um, I forget why we chose to do that. Mainly because I think I don't like the way I sound. Uh, that said, it's I understand it's 20 years ago. The world will understand that. Uh, the downside is still a lot of jokes in my act from that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is one. Is this your card? I think might be on there. Uh, that was 1999. That made wow. its uh, debut. Nice. So uh, that might. That, I don't know if that's on Uno, but it certainly is. Mm-hmm. I know I did it on Killboard in 99. It might be 98 that I did. Is this your card? And I still will do it. I still pack it, the mm-hmm. card. Yep. I still put it in my pocket. It doesn't show up every show. Yeah. But every now and then it comes out and uh, gets the same response as always. Half the room thinks it's hysterical. The other half is. <laughs> confused as to why it's happening <laughs> and they're all and everybody's right nobody's wrong in that scenario 
It's just plain silliness. I think you're. I think if you're confused by that, you're wrong. Not wrong, but dumb. You can say that. Again, I, 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 I did. Can't. You know, I used to do that without a card. I used to just go, <laughs> is this your card? And uh, I think it worked better, quite frankly. Really? Yeah, because it was because then it really was just so silly, silliness, yeah. stupidity. Yeah, I, I maybe I could see people being a little tripped up like, oh, he, he actually had the card. In his well, pocket. I make fun of myself now. I go, that's yeah. right. I pack that. Yeah. I pack it so that I can get a six out of ten mm-hmm. on a scale of one to ten for a laugh. That's better than a six. You drop it. Doesn't do any better than a six. You cut that loose. Uh, you want the track listing? I got the track listing right here. Track listing for what? Off for his Uno. own album. Off Uno. <laughs> Off Uno. All right. What do you? What do, I, what do I open with? You open with Hello. That's right. Welcome. Good to be there. <laughs> Driving with Jimmy. That's right. You're gonna have some trouble. You're gonna. You might uh, run into some construction. That's like the luge. Go ahead. Drinking with Jimmy. Listen, I had a tough time drinking. If we finish this list, is this going to cause a singularity where it gets a self-referential, like it's it's the list that we do during this episode for a band, but now it's about Jimmy. Is Are you just going to disappear at the end of this? Yes. I know one person in this room is going to, if they continue talking, out of turn. We're going to, fi- we're going to finish this list. Oh, I, I, I know. No I'm matter just... how many interruptions you give. But I'm worried for you, Jimmy. You got to get another fucking girlfriend, man. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. You yeah. come in here as if you didn't talk to anybody since the last I, time we saw you. I, I accept your your pronouncement that I'm that I'm talking more than usual, but it doesn't feel like it. You should know this. Yeah. The last month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me? A little bit more than usual. All right. Yeah. A little bit more than usual. It used to be that you'd sit quietly behind there, you'd raise your eyebrows, that gave me the signal that mm-hmm. Elliot's got something to add, you'd add. Now you're just jumping in willy-nilly. Oh, that may be. There's right. no, no, no maybes. <laughs> I'm we're, telling we're you. We're telling you. We're all telling you. Me, right. Jimmy Pardo, host, boss. <laughs> guy we're going through the track listing of. The guy who literally, literally the only man in this room that could fire you. He's wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason you're here is because of me. And and that person is telling you, it's a, just a scooge too much. Scooge. All right. Did you just say scooge? Yeah, I want to make sure I got the word right. Yeah. I didn't want to say smidge. I wanted to part of it up. I wanted to give my own word. Uh, all right. Now that said, uh, apparently I'm going to disappear at the end of this yeah, list. Here comes right. the singularity. Bungee jumping. Bungee jumping. Very uh, solid piece. I did it on Caroline's Comedy Hour in uh, 1993. Really? Yeah. So what's so funny is I have this. I own this CD. I think I won it in a comedy death ray basket or something. Oh. And um, I listened to it at the time. Uh, I haven't listened to it in a while. But more recently, I uh, back when CISO still existed, that caroline's appearance was on CISO, and you watched it and i watched it oh boy and i was like this visually vocally and comedically is almost unrecognizable it's, it's, it's weird right it was crazy i was well, like i'd only been doing comedy guy? three years at that point yeah i like, mean that's it was, bonkers it was very early yeah it was really interesting uh and that's what you want to hear about a comedy set right <laughs> uh there was uh, the clarence thomas piece yeah i, I did a very a very uh, hot take on clarence thomas we probably talked about it at the time that i watched it too but yeah it's it's uh, uh yeah the the there was the there was like the beginnings of the sort of uh persona or the bra- bravado it was very different though i don't know if it's there i agree i hear what you're saying I I feel I felt like maybe I was projecting that into it to find some entertainment value. <laughs> That's hurtful. That's very hurtful. It was it, listen for the time. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, people were saying it was one of the best on Caroline's of that season. Yeah, that's great. 
That said, it was no, the only episode all season, and they only showed me. <laughs> they're, they're saying it was one of the best. Uh, you got the very strong bees on there. You want to hear? Uh, you want to hear? Um, was it Mandy? You want to hear Mandy nice and crisp, <laughs> right? It's about the suicide and mm-hmm. uh, uh, whatever. All right, next. Uh, Jimmy gets a haircut. Well, that's the uh, the long piece there that ended up being on my uh, the the the. Uh, my Comedy Central half hour, Comedy Central presents half hour. That's the uh, the long piece there, which has and I and I'm not gonna lie to you, it's it's one it's one of those lines on there that uh, when I talk about the woman cutting my hair with the big bosom, where it's uh, I don't know what to do. Do I do I uh, do I tell her about it? Do I um, do I move my arm? Do I tell her about it, or do I push her down and bang her in the ass? Like which is a joke that would not fly today yeah. at all. But back then, as in 2000, that 99 2000. Uh, One. two oh. was the uh, my uh, February of two thousand two. You know, all female staff. Everybody approved. That was an approved joke. Mm-hmm. Not only approved, probably got an applause break. People loved <laughs> yeah, it. It's crazy. But again, it's silliness. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. People understand. You're not obviously. Now that's where they're wrong. Comedically, oh. it's oh. silly. <laughs> Intellectually, I know what I'm doing. Next, <laughs> Jimmy needs a haircut. There we go. That's uh, oh, that's right. Okay. Three deaf guys walk into a bar. Well, that's very funny. Three deaf guys walk into the show. Three as I'm, as I'm performing. Three deaf guys uh, <laughs> wander into the showroom. Huh? And I, uh, how'd you handle that? I, you know what? I say something that makes no sense, but it was so fast it worked. I say something like, "Well, you're not blind. Get the fuck out," or something like that. It, it made no sense. Whatever I said made no sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we. I remember everybody laughing very uh, strongly at that. Carnivals. Carnival, very strong bit. It's the uh, the uh, the Def Leppard mirror. Mm-hmm. The uh, I'm gonna get tetanus. I believe that was also on the Premium Blend Comedy Central Premium Blend. Audience rules. Uh, oh, I skipped one. Jimmy takes a shower. That's right. Uh, how many towels? Uh, I'm gonna use all the towels. That's also <laughs> on the Comedy Central presents. You remember that joke? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then audience rules. And then audience rules. I think that's avoid eye, eye, avoid eye contact or something like that. Jimmy's new musical. Oh, that's <laughs> stupidity. That's uh, I want to say uh, that's my Anne Frank musical. Is what that turns out to be. That's uh, the, with the uh, with the opening song. Who smells gas? Wow. That's the that's the bit there. Batting cages. Batting cages. I got to lean uh, lean in. Take one for the team. Go ahead. And we are closing out. Yeah. With this might come full circle to the show. Singularity. Uh, the show. No. STP manager. Yes, that is uh, something from uh, Comedy World Radio. It was a bonus track yeah. uh, when I was on Paul Gamartin's show, and I called in. I was on the road. I called in as Stone Temple Pilots manager, <laughs> and um, and um, uh, Danielle is on there. Mm-hmm. Danielle is in studio with Paul. It's Paul. Danielle might be Pat. The three of them, I think, are in there, and I call in as, and then I. Uh, midway through, it's actually fun to listen to because midway through, Gil Martin calls me out on, uh, that my car had a flat tire because I ran over one of um, oh shit Scott, Scott Wyland's. I, I ran over one of his syringes <laughs> and it got a flat tire. And Paul goes, "That caused you get a flat tire?" And then we we cannot stop laughing <laughs> because it's what a ridiculous uh, premise. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of funny on there, and uh, maybe we could revisit that uh, vinyly in 2019. In 2019 or fortune cookie style yeah you don't you don't don't have a record player just buy that cookie well so might give me something to sell after show is i bring a box of fortune cookies with the download but But you don't want to sell 20 year old album on the road you want a new album okay we gotta get some new stuff yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) from 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 your lips to my paper (laughs) 
Uh, now let me tell you this. I stopped by the uh, the Airwolf uh, Christmas party. Yeah. Uh, the um, uh, the other nights over at the Airwolf Studios, they had a Christmas right. party, and right. uh, the hosts and such are uh, as well as the staff of Airwolf and Midroll and Stitcher all invited. Mm-hmm. Um, I arrived. I was out and about. It was a last minute decision for me to go. You know, I don't like parties or people. Yep. I uh, went there. Got to see Hannah was there. They had live karaoke. Hannah Kyle Crichton. Uh, Hannah Kyle Crichton. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was there. She was singing up a storm. What did she sing? I don't remember. No. I don't remember. Uh, but then some other people were some other people were singing so poorly that I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do this. And then I went, yeah, better yet, just leave. That's how I handled that. Well, I happen to know that someone else went to that party, and uh, this person is known for his karaoke performing. I know he's been told to be silent, but I have to ask, because you left before he got there, right? But here's what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. Here's what I know. Oh, boy. Uh, life of the party. What? Really? Elliot Hochberg was the life of the party. <laughs> what? Elliot Hochberg brought the house down. Okay. People loved Elliot Hochberg. <laughs> people thought he was terrific. He got people up and dancing. This is true. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, and that's what that's why I, I didn't tell you on the phone yesterday. Holy shit! Elliot Hoberg was uh, the star of the night. I, that I wouldn't have guessed, but but I, you did have a good time. Uh, All right. So, what songs did you sing? I just sang one because wait, just one, just one. Well, That's all he the, needs. <laughs> wow, yeah, leave him wanting more. Good Here, call. Here's the thing: is that you know, going to that party. First of all, I didn't know that anybody else was going. And you, as you said, you weren't necessarily planning to go. You I was not planning on going at all. And and I get I've been invited. I think the last two years, three years total. And, you know, I don't go there. I'm not in their office. Uh, who's going to know me? And then they're going to be like, who's this guy? Get him out of here. Is my is what's going to going on in my head. So what happened when you walk in? Because, I mean, truth be told, you're a third and a half banana on a exactly. show. Exactly. And do they even know? Because the Airwolf people might not even know the video. Uh, although you talk on the Airwolf episodes. Fair enough. But I, I, Some would say in the last month, too much. <laughs> I know at least two people have said that. Um, <laughs> one really means it. And, 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 one, and that one said it a lot. One really oh, means it. Maybe see, that one did say it. See what my eyes are doing? Uh, you don't know which one. See, no, I'm, 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 what are you selling me out for? You, now you're acting like we talked about this I've, made it, I've already made it very clear that you want him oh, fired and I've saved his job. So you're now what's happening is, is you're feeling guilty because... Because it felt a little too real when you were telling him before. I should tell you so this. trying to pass the buck. I don't feel guilty. I'm the one who saved his job. <laughs> I have no guilt whatsoever. The story, the story contracts completely. This whole bitch is dumb. But go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so when I when I went in there, uh, you know, they were people were having their party. They don't see me. There was no, like, person at the door saying stop. So nobody noticed me. But when I went into the other room, uh, Hannah saw me. Okay. She was very welcoming and, and showed me around, told me what was going on. Uh, and then as I was there... What's going on? We're having a party. <laughs> it's a holiday party. I know you're a Jew, so we have to say holiday and not Christmas. Atheist. Um, God, I'm coming around to Matt's thoughts. Really? You are on thin ice. I actually only- have a serious question, if I can interrupt, <clears throat> based on that comment you just sure, shared sure. in, like Pendulette. Um, that is, by the way, that's that's for the Jewish people who will recognize that I'm not really very Jewish. But you can't. Can you say you're atheist as a Jewish person, or do you have to say you're a non-practicing Jew? Well, <laughs> that is a serious question. The, good the, question. the, the very, it, it the very also dark, potentially offensive. <laughs> it just felt weird. Is it offensive? Kinda. Well, here's here's the dark answer to that. When they start coming for Jews, I'm Jewish. That's the dark answer. But I, I mean, I think I. I you could be. You can be. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can be ethnically Jewish, but that re- is true. Religiously. 
atheist. That is also true. It's 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 a little bit of a a, a blurry line because the Jewish faith, you basically you're supposed to marry another Jewish person and it's hard to become Jewish, so it's hard to not look a certain way, but there's different look, there's Ethiopian Jews that look totally different and all sorts of other things. So it's technically ish. It's an ish thing. That's why it's Jewish. Did you answer Garrett's question? Uh, I believe so. I'm not sure I want an answer after after what I just heard. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do not consider myself a non-practicing Jew. I I am an atheist. You walked into the party. Yep. <laughs> Hannah greeted you. Yes. Like your name was El Nino. You walked into the party. <laughs> walked into the... Uh, yeah. And so she's very nice and I felt welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told me about all the stuff that was happening. And uh, then there were a couple of folks who recognized me. Uh, so uh, a fellow by the name of Jeff, who I don't know if you would have bumped into because he's a fan of the show, but maybe he wasn't there when you were there. Okay. Or maybe he managed to not see you. Um, but he was like, hey, and I'm like, great. And he's apparently in marketing over there at Stitcher. Um, who's very nice, wearing a very nice suit, by the way. Um, and then... Uh, How does he know about this show? What's that now? You basically get on the... <laughs> that they don't pay any attention to us. Uh, the fact that Elliot was recognized at all over there is fascinating to me. I, I Imagine agree. if I would have showed up. <laughs> Karen, you were, were you invited? Yeah. Wait a minute. You think Elliot would have been invited and I wouldn't have been? Yes. <laughs> I was invited. Yes. Elliot may have reason to interact with them from time to time uh, for technical reasons. Yeah, you have true. no reason to. That's I, Technically that's or talent-wise. I went to an interview there. How'd it go? It went great. Yeah. They went with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so I met this fellow Jeff, and there was a guy named Matt who I recognized who um, I've played D&D with. That turns out where, where I knew him from. And Matt also, Gorley? Matt Gorley? No, although he was there. Yeah. Um, I did not talk to him because I didn't think he'd recognize me, and I, he was busy talking with other people. I also saw Howard Kramer there, who I uh, I think very wisely did not uh, bother because I figured he wouldn't recognize me. But uh, Karen Kilgariff ended up being there, and she recognized me, and we had a very nice little conversation about the karaoke and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I also met Colin. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's very nice, very lovely accent. Very nice fella. Yeah. I can't um, understand a word he's saying ever, but uh, <laughs> well, I hear what you're saying with that it, accent. It's interesting you bring that up because uh, I, my big thing with parties is it's hard for me to understand what people are saying when there's loud music going. And so there's a good chance I said, oh, yeah, to something that I didn't actually hear right. what the yeah. person said. I think you know what he said with his beautiful accent? Yeah. Matt wants you fired. <laughs> and then you said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I know. Here's the thing. They had, as I mentioned, they had the live karaoke going yeah. on. And, oh, it was uh, a live band? It was a live, live band. band, yeah. Oh, wow. With uh, a screen. With a screen, yeah, karaoke. Well. And I, I'm i with, uh, I can't stand, uh, and I've said this over and over, the Conan Christmas party. Uh, April's going away party, any sort of party. Why are you playing music so effing loud at a comedy-based party where all anybody wants to do here is talk? Is talk? Mm-hmm. And why are you playing it where I now have to talk to you like that and I can't hear what you're saying? And not only that, it could be bad for your voice if you stay there for too long. Bad yeah, for your voice. We is. are all entertainers. It's bad. I know it's bad for mine because as we learned last time, I talk from the throat, not through the mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the live karaoke it lends itself to a different thing of oh it's loud because there's a band here right mm-hmm. right um, now should there be a band in a office probably not acoustics <laughs> are probably meant, not meant for that but uh, but they sounded good they and, were, and they were very good uh, uh, was there a keyboard player I did not see a keyboard player. I don't believe so it was, uh, oh, I it was, was I'm out I need a keyboard you need a keyboard yeah I see because you like to do the entertainer uh, yeah I need those oh <laughs> piano man I need ironically those. of course <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, Dave Holmes was there, and I was going to say hi to him, 
But, uh, you know, there were a bunch of people who kind of, after he did a song. Oh. And then after he did a song, a bunch of folks kind of like, they, oh, you did a great job, whatever. So I kind of stood off to the side. And that's when I met Jeff. And that by the time Jeff uh, decided I'd said enough. Who is uh, this Jeff? I don't know. I he's got marketing. marketing. He's and wears a beautiful suit. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very nice fellow. Uh, I, Dave was gone as far as I could tell. So um, I didn't get a chance to say hi. I would have. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, Elliot. You don't have to give us everything that happened. <laughs> I, well, I just want to be nice to the people who are nice what to What song did you sing? That was the I, question. All right. Well, I love the idea that Dave Holmes shows up just to do a song and then, then just, <laughs> yeah, just drops the mic. He's like, I'm out. He was, uh, I, I did what I came to do. I did see Dave there when I was there. He was there with his... Uh, boyfriend ben and uh there was talk of him singing there you go sounds like he followed through what did he sing will you at Uh, least answer that sure well he i'm trying to remember he did no fuck i can't pull it but i know what hannah uh, hannah sang a lady gaga song just before i went up. oh yeah you follow so you had to follow hannah yes she's very good all right so so it's uh hannah and then here comes hokeberg right and so um i did uh harry belafonte jump in the line from, from among other things, I'm sure, Beetlejuice. <sighs> You're making a face at me. Have I, you ever had a more disappointing <laughs> answer in your life? How does that song go? Jump in the line. Rock the body, body on top. Oh, okay. I believe you. you. All right. You've got a great singing voice. Why'd you saddle them with that? Well, here's the thing. It's a party. Number one. So yeah. I, I'm not going to do a dirge or something. One thing's like, for sure. You know he overthought it. <laughs> Whatever the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, and I'm, I, you know, most people don't know me. So I'm going to, I wanted to do a song that the people would enjoy. Smart. And so, and it, there's some, there's singing in that song. It's a little bit talky, but it's, there's, there's some good notes that you can do in there. And it's fun. And, it, and you can kind of interact with the people. But you have paying. a great singing voice. I think that that song is good for singing. I, All right. I, I disagree with you that it's not a good singing song. There are some songs that are party songs that aren't, but that's that's a good one. My instincts are always drawn towards a ballad when I want to do karaoke. So I, I don't... That's No one wants that. I know, no like, one wants that. Like I've done Let's Make a Night to Remember. I did that one night, and then I did Time After Time another night. So, uh... I mean, that's, if, you're, if you're the last person singing... Then, then yeah, I think you could do that. But I think if... if I was right at the point where they were just about to call Last Call. And so that's Wait, the how, how long? What, what time was this at? Well, I didn't get there until 9.45, maybe. And then I probably left at 11. Whoa, wow. So, um, so yeah, so they were they were kind of just starting to, to maybe wrap up. And I think that's that's the time where you have the, the, that last party song. And then a couple people after me did did sort of party songs as well. And it was the right moment for that. Well, again, I hear that, uh, that you uh, brought the house down, that you got them up and moving mm-hmm. in a way that others could not. And uh, you know what? It was it was fun, and I I was glad that uh, they had a good time because that was the reason. Good for you, man. Good. And thank and, and I mean this sincerely. Thank you for representing our show in, in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in a way that uh, I I showed up, but I certainly didn't. You know, I, I, I shook some hands. I let some people know uh, Pardo's in the house, and then mm-hmm. I scrammed mainly because there was chatter. You should know. <laughs> That would, now, let me ask you this. Did, yes, when, you, when you were done with your song, did you uh, reward yourself with a delicious cookie? With a delicious holiday cookie? Uh, I, <laughs> no, you didn't. You know why? Because it's the only fucking Christmas party in the world without cookies. <laughs> How dare you not have cookies? It's amazing how angry you are about the cookies. You mentioned that to me on the phone. I wasn't like, alone, by the way. Kulop was also infuriated there were no cookies. Yeah. I got a text from her later uh, saying, uh, Hey, I went looking for you. I found some chocolate. 
like, like, they're, wow. like, how do you not have? Because they had, they had wings, they had egg rolls, they had yeah. all this, and I was like, well, maybe it's going to roll out later or whatever. They had tables, they they had fruit. Nobody wants a grape. <laughs> Give me a cookie. Give me a jingle well, jangle. Here's here's the thing about that. So There's nothing better than a Christmas grape. <laughs> <laughs> As I was leaving. Uh, as I was getting ready to leave, I was looking to see if there's anybody that I would say, like, I couldn't find Hannah to say goodbye because I was one person because she was so nice to be welcoming at the mm-hmm. start and I thought I should say goodbye to her. I couldn't find her. As I was going, somebody was handing out little uh, chocolates, little uh, Christmas chocolates. And I was the only one who said yes. Like, I watched <laughs> six people refuse Christmas chocolates. Really? They were wrapped. No. You could take them and give them to somebody else who likes Christmas chocolate if you don't want a Christmas chocolate. Yet nobody wanted them. So maybe that's why there's no cookies. Who's doing that? <laughs> Doing what? You have take, kids at home. Taking the your... chocolate for someone else. That's a sure. weird thing. Sure. I would take it for that. Oliver. Yeah. Or or your significant <clears throat> other is like, hey, you know, I didn't, there wasn't, but here's a chocolate that, would you like one of those? They're fun. They are I, fun. I, I don't like particularly like chocolate that much. So I would accept one graciously, not rudely, and uh, <laughs> rudely refuse. And then I would pocket it and give it to someone later on. Yeah. Here's a Christmas chocolate. I don't know if I would call it a Christmas chocolate. Well, it was wrapped in, it looked like a candy cane on the outside. That's why I said oh, Christmas I chocolate. And I think it was minty. I guess I was imagining well, you giving it to someone else at the party, and that seemed insane. Oh, no, that would be insane. <laughs> Although that would be, be what if you do? What if you for that? And then you yeah. walk about ten feet away and you go, "Here's a little something for you." What a nice guy! Oh my God, this guy gave me a chocolate. And then they walk out. Everybody's getting handed one. I'd love that idea. But uh, yeah, so that maybe that's why there was no. Maybe there's a like the whole environment there is just anti-sugar. Maybe the people don't like that stuff, and so nobody thought it was worth bothering either buying or making something. I don't understand. I'm with you. How you don't have? It's Christmas. A Christmas a, a sweets table. Something, little a cakes, sweet table. It kind of, it almost feels like you only went there to get a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how angry you are. Can I tell you something? It's like you went to the cookie store and they were out of cookies. I went there. I did not have any dessert earlier in the day. Yeah. Going well, I know I'm going to go to that party because once I decided I was going to go, I was going. I know I'm going there. I'm not going to eat anything because I'm going to want to enjoy some cookies there. Right. Because that's because everybody's going to eat like an idiot at a party. Right. And I expect, and, and mainly because I'm uncomfortable at parties, even though I know almost everybody there. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. It's and, loud. And you don't drink, so you can't have that little thing. I don't drink. So it's a... Uh, right. Something to do as with As long you. as I'm munching on something, I don't have to be talking. You look, mm-hmm. you, you, you're not just standing there with your arms straight down looking around. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with munching on a grape? <laughs> I did have some grapes when I was talking to Dave Holmes. Good. Again, mainly because... Uh, I don't know how to have a conversation with anybody outside of uh, when there's a microphone around. Well, they had microphones there. You could have just gone. That's right. You just go to the van and start everybody going. Remember the year that they did that? Maybe you weren't there. I was not there. They had one year that their holiday party. They had one of the studios was open with tape rolling, and they were like, "Just come on in and talk." And I was like, "Why? Guess what I'm not doing? What's this for? (laughs) It's very weird." Guess what I am not doing? That. Well, Elliot, good news for you. Thank you. Awesome. Good for you. I had, I had fun, and, uh, and I'm very thankful that they were welcoming, even though... I'm glad you went. I know you were sort me. of up in the air about whether you wanted to go, yeah. so... Did you meet any ladies there? Because as we mentioned <laughs> earlier, you you got to get a girlfriend, man. <laughs> I mean, I talked to people who I bumped into. I introduced myself, uh, but, you know, I wasn't... I'm not doing that. Where do, you have, I'm like, do you have a ponytail? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's Next. better than not. Yeah, what do you want? Just hair down? Yeah, I've, I've been looking at the hair down. It's, it's not It's not the way to go? No. It's right. like a pro wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind, sir. Thank you. You can't just have long, curly hair going down the back. Long, beautiful hair. Yeah. Grow it. Show it. it. Don't it. you know it? <laughs> don't know, don't know any other I words. Don't remember it. That's, the new, that's the next live thing, right? There's a hair. 
No, Rent. I thought hair was supposed to be first. How do they do the naked part? I don't know. It's on HBO. <laughs> is it? No, I'm kidding. Okay. I thought hair was going to be before Rent. I, I don't know when hair. I'm, this is the first time hearing of hair. I thought hair was in January, Rent in April. Oh, I thought I thought Rent was in January. Maybe I flip-flopped them. Maybe, maybe, maybe they bailed on hair. I don't know. Both are uh, odd choices, as we've discussed. Yeah. Who wants to watch hair on television? God. Who wants to watch hair, period, <laughs> first of all? Well, we just saw it. And there's some good songs you in there. Did? Yeah. Where? It was a uh, local uh, uh, high school. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, Hugh Fink's daughter oh. uh, was in it. And so uh, Hugh invited us. And so uh, it was walking distance from our house. And so we was like, uh, That's fun. let's go and enjoy it. And it was very good. You know, for me, it's high school. Did Oliver enjoy it? Uh, he did. Cool. He did. Uh, although we have the same. And, uh, and uh, this did, does not apply to Hugh's daughter because she did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and if any other parents listen to the show and I'm about to slam your kid, I apologize. Uh, there's something about uh, in this day and age where the first thing we learned in high school or, or grade school. What's the first thing you learned? Grade school or high school theater? Project. Project. Mm-hmm. Project. Yeah. There's something even at Oliver's school. It's like, why won't she tell them to project? <laughs> that's weird. Well, why? Every, every production now uses microphones. So maybe that's part of it. But yeah, but you still have to. You can't. Right. It's not film. You can't. You can't. Right. That's so weird. It's. Uh, yeah. Project. And uh, so there's some problems with the hair of project. Mm-hmm. Like one kid, like he'll be a star one day. Like he was, he he had looks, he had charisma. And then when he opened up his mouth, like anyway, so I was, gonna, I'm being drafted. It's like, <laughs> it's like dude, dude, you you got it. What Let's was, go. What was the wig budget on this production, by the way? Oh, that's a great question. Very high. Well, it's a private school, so. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'm speaking too much about Hugh Fink's life, but uh, <laughs> where the but like would anybody? I guess the lady, maybe some of the girls had their own hair. Yeah, long, beautiful hair. <laughs> Show it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was good. Not I was I was glad no that way. we went. And so I, uh, it's interesting that Oliver likes that. When I was his age, I there was almost nothing I hated more than hippies. I thought that the hippies were the worst thing in the world. Maybe it's because of the era we grew up in. It was like there was still the residue of the '60s around, mm-hmm. especially where I grew up. Um, I like I grew up in uh, upstate New York where a lot of hippies settled. Right. Because they were like, let's they, just go live on a farm, man. They were already at Woodstock. And they yeah, went, you they know just, what? We're close. They just kept going yeah. north for a while. Yeah, it was. Or uh, were they heading north for uh, Canada? Oh, could they be. Went, you know, it seems like a lot yeah. of hassle. Yeah, I'll just hang out here. No one's yeah. going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I just was always like that. Yeah, that whole scene. I just I, and it was just the opposite to me. It was like the opposite of what I thought was cool and good you know like just and and like i i think i was aware of it from like in that you know you would get those albums on the tv would advertise the album right like uh you know whatever freedom rock or whatever mm-hmm. the hell and i was just like god this is all just not horrible i hear you i didn't understand any of the political part part of it i was just like well, you shouldn't have you were a Christ. child yeah uh i hear you you know it's it, it, now that you said well, as you were saying that it reminded me of just you know, of kids' dads coming back from Vietnam. But you're, you know, I was probably, what was I, uh, eight mm-hmm. in 74? Uh, I, I guess if somebody was <laughs> actually 52 years old, uh, yeah. they'd be eight years old. Right. But I remember, like, uh, our neighbors, John and Nick, their dad came back from, like, yeah. it's bizarre. But you, you just, when you're eight years old, you don't think you it. don't. You oh, no, oh, he came back from Vietnam. You, right. He, you don't have a frame of reference. Oh, he's a soldier. That's why you. Yeah. And I, w- I was too young to experience that. I, I had friends who's dads were in vietnam but i wasn't i was a baby when they came back so it wasn't like it was just one of those weird things where you're like oh yeah that guy seems 
troubled. <laughs> well, I, there, you know, this one guy, he he was. And uh, I think about him uh, often. Whenever, mm-hmm. Vietnam, whenever Vietnam kind of comes up, I do yeah. think of this guy because he was troubled. And then and, and you also think about it. Not only was he when you're eight years old, that's a dad. So you assume he's 50. Right. But in reality, he was 25, 25 yeah. and and fucked up. Yeah. And that that sucks. Yeah. Like, I wonder I I've not seen those guys uh, since. Um, well, they ended up moving away. So that would be what, 74, 75 mm-hmm. right in that area. So yeah. uh, they were maybe maybe 76, you know, bicentennial. Mm-hmm. So I what is that? 40 years ago. Yep. So I've not seen the, you know, so, the, you know, I'm interested in like what, what happened with mm-hmm. that guy, because he really was while there were other Vietnam soldiers that I knew, yeah. I knew that family. Right, right. And he was really the only mm-hmm. like I, I remember when he came when he came home. Yeah. And that's that's weird. It's it's a weird thing to have lived through. Like, yeah. I feel like uh, obviously we've been at war now for, for whatever, 17 years or something, uh, uh, mostly. Uh, but it I, it seems so the Vietnam War was a huge number of young people. They were drafted. They were drafted. A lot of them were not did not choose to be in the military and uh and then it ended uh very definitively and right. they, a lot of them came, i mean people were coming back probably before 75 or whatever it was but but that there was a big sudden like yeah. everybody's back now and um that's like we that hasn't happened again in my lifetime no no it's just kind of like they're like you said well a there's no, there's not the draft and b it's like they go do their tour right and they and they come oh he's coming back oh he's got to go back yeah. you know that's that's kind of what they're doing it also but, occurs to me that we don't live in a place where a lot of uh, military families are so we we're not experiencing although there is a recruiting thing in the mall near my house yeah uh, which um is uh interesting and i always thank those guys for their service right as i go to get my panda express Here's here's some exciting news because I know you love this topic. Um, apparently, they're going to be using Fortnite as a recruitment tool. <laughs> the like the the army is like creating a Fortnite team. Really? Yeah. Uh, because that's a you know it's these esports are. Uh, God, I sound like a ninety year old man. These esports are popular these days. Uh, what does E stand for? Electronic. <laughs> just like you would. Just so, like you would. So exactly what I. Uh, yeah. The Jimmy Pardo joke. Yeah, I assume it stands for electronic. I, mean, I don't I know. It may, maybe it stood for excite or extreme. I mean, I think esports is just a blanket term for any time there's a competitive video game situation. But yeah, I guess the army's going to have their own Fortnite team or something, and uh, they're uh, looking for a, a few good skins. I don't. I don't know how to. F- I don't know. Uh, I don't know your Fortnite lingo. No, that's what they call it. Though. Suits. All right. Guess what we got? <laughs> what? Mail. Oh. The mail is here. The mail is here. The mail is here. 69. Up top, my brother. The mail is here. I don't know what voice. I was think I was not intentionally, but I ended up doing kind of a Morris Day read on Oh, you that. did a little bit. Yeah. Up top, my brother. Yell it out. Oh. Come and go. I think our guest might be here. Yell this out. Yell these out. Battle band. Okay. Our guest is already here, maybe? I don't know. The, the door buzzed and then suddenly was hung All up All right, Garrett, quickly. go see if our guest is here. And, uh, he's the first time here. Explain, you know, walk, walk him through who you are. It and could not be also. Why you are still uh, employed here. <laughs> uh, all right, this comes to us from, uh, I think I have a feeling I know what this is. This comes to us from Scrolling Out Woodworks mm-hmm. in uh, Pennsylvania. 
Hey, yeah, these are, yeah, exactly what I thought it would be based on that. Uh, and close are some of the Never Not Funny ornaments that I ran out of at the Zyder Show in Virginia Beach. Yeah. Hopefully enough for your crew and a guest or two. As a reminder, I make these using a scroll saw. Why don't you pull those out, man? Yeah. Uh, show them to the uh, camera as I'm reading it. Uh, as a reminder, I make these using a scroll saw, which uh, uses a blade of uh, a length of about two and a half of Jimmy's cocks. <laughs> that would be, what, uh, five inches. Yeah, what, what, what's going on all of a sudden when people are making jokes on the Internet about... Uh, uh, my God, they're going with two and a half inches, but it's only a two inch is my joke. I don't know. All of a sudden, two and a half is the way people are going. I've enclosed some of my personalized icicle ornaments for you and your families uh, and keychains for Garen and Elliot. Hope you like them and thank you for the funny over the years. Sincerely, Dan and his beautiful wife, Phoebe. Remember Phoebe? Remember yeah. how beautiful Phoebe was? How lucky Dan is to have her? <laughs> In my nervousness and being called on stage at the Zyder show, I forgot to mention that if people like the ornaments, maybe they can donate a few dollars to Smile Train. Yeah. Because remember, he gave them to every, uh, almost every audience member. <laughs> Look at this. It's Elliot. It's a... Oh, yeah. And then it says, do you see what this one says? Wait. I see familiar. Yeah. What does the other one say? Elliot. Elliot. Oh, okay. I that's, see it now. That's you. I was, I was the, the familiar, familiar is one way, and then my chain. name is the other way. What's the other one say, Matt? Elliot. No, the other. The other. Oh, the, this is just my family and me and Elise. Oh, that's nice. So Charlie, I'm sure there's and a. And so these are hand cut? Garen. There's a keychain for Garen. There's yeah. Garen, a, a keychain. It looks like some chopsticks. And that's. Uh, Oops, sorry, Garen. Daniel oh, Oliver and Jimmy. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, and then these are the. These are so cool. Oh, icicle. These are icicle ornaments. I see. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Oh, Thank can, you, dude. I can actually take this out. Thank you, Dan. I'm glad you explained that these were icicles because I really thought this was a playoff glug. Oh, yeah, it does look like that, doesn't it? It does look like melting. Is our guest here, Gary? Yeah, I went to the. All right. Uh, and there's the Never Not Funny uh, ornament there. Great. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. I think I might put this on my bag. Do it. I didn't see your name on it. <laughs> well, you showed them, Karen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me open up one more before our guest gets in here. Uh, this comes to us from David Gregg. David uh -oh. Gregg. David Gregg. David Gregg. Sounds like you might know what this is, Gary. That's two first we'll names. See. It's Craig, not Greg, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah what did I say? Greg. Yeah, it's Craig, Matt. It's not two first names. Craig is also a first name. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's not. It's spelled C R E G G. That's the only reason I was disagreeing. It's spelled like Greg, but yeah, but uh, Craig yeah. Uh, is also <laughs> oh, it's a, just a, just another name. <laughs> it's true. That's not the name that we, you first said it was. All right, hang on. I'm having some trouble here. Matt. I can't help you. I'm over here. Matt. I what? What can I do? Nothing. Garen's closer. Open first, please. All right, this comes to us from a man with two first names, uh, mm -hmm. David Craig. But he does not, uh, here we go. Oh, boy. Uh, dear Jimmy, come on in there. Come on in there, fellas. That's Brian Regan. He's coming in hunched over as we'd only expect him to. Look at him hunched over as if he's about to perform for a huge <laughs> stadium of some sort. He's left the clubs years ago. And why wouldn't he? One of the best, if not the best comic I've ever seen in my life. Does Gary Goldman come close? Yeah, you got goddamn right Gary Goldman comes close. Gary Goldman's great. Brian Regan's the best. Yeah. Finally making his appearance. 13 years, we finally have Brian Regan on this show. Why he's in town? <laughs> Otherwise, I've, it's me avoiding a lot of emails. I have little, no interest. I figured if he, he would bring his dullard brother. I don't need to have Dennis muck things up in here. That guy with his one-liners and whininess. Pass. Uh, all right, Brian, I got to read this letter. And then I'm going to open up uh, this. Uh, we got a package. Who's your buddy here? This is uh, Dave. 
He is uh, my tour manager. Use the sound system right next to you. Uh, <laughs> you went the other way. I'm asking you to use the microphone as opposed to uh, the... This is Dave. Yes. He's my tour manager. I and see. He, he helps me with these kinds of things. All right, so I, it, I would have never been able to find this place without him. You used to be able to find I things. I know, but I can't do that anymore. You need to have Dave. I need Dave. All right. Uh, Brian Regan series. Take a time. Always oh, got a brand new series coming out on the. Uh, I guess it premiered on the twenty fourth. Okay. Uh, on uh, the uh, the Netflix. Coming up on December twenty fourth. Yeah, December twenty fourth. Uh, it this yeah. is going to drop after that. Got it. So it uh, past tense. It premiered on the twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah. In the past. And don't, it, uh, don't blow this, Regan. <laughs> we got a whole system going. I remember when it came out in the past like that. <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it was very exciting. Uh, stand up and away is what it's called. Uh, with Brian Regan. That's what it's called. And it's uh, you, you, you. You'll explain it uh, when you come over to the big table. And uh, can we ask Dave to leave? <laughs> I mean, you got you here. You did your job, Dave. Scram. Look at Dave. Dave's got a beautiful beard. Yeah. That's something we could agree on. I agree. He grows a beard in a way that you wish you could. I wish my mine's all patchy. Like the, the like he's got the the perfect salt and pepper in yeah. the right place. Symmetrical. Yeah. Uh, if I do it, it's just gray here, not gray there. Yeah. Like, well, it's just ugly. He's also got the perfect haircut for that beard, right? Everything mm-hmm. about Dave works in a way that if he brought his brother, wouldn't have. <laughs> Imagine Dennis in a beard. God damn it, that'd be horrible. Uh, dear Jimmy and gang, okay, let's cut out the uh, ass kissy fan worship for a moment and get right to the point, Jimmy. I promise this is what you've been waiting for. Warning. The enclosed present will trump, hashtag MAGA, any and all gifts you'll receive this Christmas. Apologies up front for pre-ruining the holiday for Danielle and Oliver Griffin. Jimmy, if you'd be so kind as to pass the square package to Matthew Belknap. Wow, this guy's... This guy's talking a big game. We were expecting you at 2 o'clock, so we were... I apologize. This is to the NNF gang from Dara. Well, that seems like not the one you were supposed to pass to me then. Or maybe it is. No, it is. Okay. Uh, Okay, hang on. This is a treat that was a recipe of my grandmother's, and I wanted to share it with the whole gang. These are spiced pecans. Now, if you please open the wrap present and then come back to this letter afterwards. Wait a minute. Was I supposed to open this as you were reading that last sentence? I don't know. I don't know. That'd be a fast open. And do you think this is Dara or Dana? I I could tell you I don't give a shit. (laughs) Okay. Seems unfair. How much I'm gonna instructions that, in this that, that much I could cover. Yeah, this, this very much feels like we're being manipulated by a, like a serial killer who's taunting. He's <laughs> 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 like, now you open this, and then ah, snakes. <laughs> um, Ooh, these look good though. All right, there's more stuff here to read. You can try. Yeah, open that package first. He said. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yes, I know what to do. And Jimmy, the instructions mm. are very clear. It's right in the. I letter. got Regan here for Christ's sake. Is he ten minutes early? Yes. <laughs> Is that on him, or do I blame? I probably blame Dave for that. Yeah, right. Regan still be wandering around Ventura. That's a pro, though. A pro brings him early. Dave gets it. Dave's, you know, right? We get there. We got to do. Maybe they thought we had to do a sound check. Maybe Jack Cation's got to do ten minutes before Regan can be funny. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Right? Maybe Gary uh, Brightwell. Right? Is that another one that opens for you? Yes. Well, those are both great. Can we agree? Both great. Yeah, absolutely. More than happy to do it whenever you need me. You're next. <laughs> We're going to book you for the next show. Well. By now, it's probably in the past. Remember when you opened for me <laughs> Wait, in the great. past? Boy, did I do that well. Was a fun, that was a fun weekend. Thank you, buddy. That was a fun weekend. Boy, and it you was my honor to do it. <laughs> I kind of love the idea of a guest bringing in a warm-up guest <laughs> before they come on. How much? Hey, you know what? My next Conan appearance, maybe I do that. and then Or I pitch it, and they go, yeah, Will Ferrell did this 30 years ago. Oh, man. Right? It could be that. 
That's funny though. Has that been done? Anybody remember? I don't remember anybody doing that. Maybe you know who would have done it? Steve Martin. Right? Doesn't it seem like a Steve yeah. Martin sort of I beg you to try these. I beg you to explain Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like he enjoys comedy. Why is he a tour manager of a comedian? He's, you know, he sets up the lights. He's make sure the That's not what a tour manager does. No, I don't understand. He's not, a, he's not a <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all right. Well, I can't open that. Uh, all right, here we go. No, don't open it. Eat it. All right, well, I got to open this uh, first. Okay. Oh, boy. That's, uh, that's just static cling, Brian. Don't panic. Look at that wrap job. That's perfect. It's a beautiful wrap job. Very nice. Yeah. All right, again, this is from uh, Dave Gregg. Uh, Dave Craig. Yeah. All right. As I open it up and apparently get Parkinson's at the exact same time. Wow. Uh, What's so weird is I was about to make another. I was going to make a Michael J. Fox reference right before you said that. Were you really? Because that wrapping paper looks like Marty McFly's hat in Back to the Future too. <laughs> <laughs> I held my tongue out of respect. I'm going to open it on this side where it's uh, got yeah. the opening. Man, that makes me nervous. Dangerous, right? Oh, what? Damn it. Brian, I apologize. Again, you have to this guy is taunting you. <laughs> He's making me work for this. What? No drum roll? That's what it says now. God, okay. Get ready. Look, look what this is. Look what this is. Oh, Boom. my God. This is the Steve Perry for the Love of Strange Medicine vinyl that I've been looking for for 22 years. Wow. I have said to people, Brian, Dave, you can listen in on this as well. <laughs> I've said on this very show, I will offer. How much did I offer? I think uh, four hundred dollars. I offered four hundred dollars for this, if uh, and a fan just sent it to me for free. Now is this post journey? Yeah, he go out on his own and it was uh, it was in between journey. He came back and did one more album with Journey in '96. Uh, this is from '94. Very nice. And I have been I'm not kidding, Brian. I've been looking for this since 1994 on vinyl. I'm literally, I want to cry. That's how effing happy I am. Does he have like a return address envelope for you to send him $400? <laughs> what if it did? Hey, thanks a lot, Dev. Well, you didn't finish my the letter. You didn't, you're right, I didn't finish the letter. No, I, I would no like my, uh, my finder's fee. No, you, you know what? That said, why did I just assume this was free? <laughs> you're right. Well, also, what do you think he paid for it? I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I'm terrified to know. Listen. But I must know. Um, I had advanced knowledge that this was coming. You did. But I, he'd not mention any type of any of that. So okay. I, 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 if he just I think it. a ribbon, a ribbon indicates you don't have to give any money back. Ribbon's a gift. When oh, yeah. a ribbon, yeah. it's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Brian makes a good point. It's Dave, a of course, scowled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm assuming you've recovered from your minor heart attack. Yep, I did. I got like, very emotional. Has Matt or Elliot performed mouth to mouth yet? That's Elliot, Brian. In case you're oh, curious hey, as to Elliot. what it is. How are you? Uh, I had attended the Live Never Not Funny show in Cambridge at the Middle East back in October. And you and as you and uh, Matt discussed this very album, it inspired me to solve the uh, the mystery of the missing LP. Luckily, here we're getting answers here. Okay, great. Luckily, I have a friend who is a hoarder of many things, including vintage vinyl. And I was shocked when he told me he had a copy. Considering its age, I think it looks pretty damned mint. I agree with that. Sir, it has never touched a turntable. Oh, my God. Well, that's not surprising. <laughs> it's only a few people in the world who would want to listen to this. Your humor is not appreciated at this moment. <laughs> I truly hope this surprises you and brings much joy to receive it as it was for me to discover it. Now it's up to you to get Joe Perry booked on the podcast autograph it. This is Steve Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, what a gaffe that would be to have Joe Perry autograph it. Hey, Joe, can you throw your signature on? My apologies for the lateness of this present. To be candid, 
Oh, boy. And please do feel free to read this on the air. I've been sober for a year and a half and then fell off the wagon following a terrible loss with the family. Mm. However, I'm back on it now and feel steadily and stronger than ever. Believe it or not, it took re-listening to the Ace Fraley episode that inspired me to get up, dust myself off and get back on the horse. I thought, well, if Space Ace can get sober, then I sure the fuck can. Language! Anyway, thanks uh, to all of you for providing me with so much laughter over the years. With much love and gratitude, I have the honor to be your obedient servant, Hamilton style, uh, uh, D. Craig. Very nice. Wow. What a wonderful, beautiful gift. Very nice and good Amazing. for him for getting back on the, uh, for yes, sobering up absolutely. as well. Yeah. But I love that he just, that his friend just had it. That's the best, that's the best story. So he, so it sounds like maybe he didn't spend right, right. any money. Yeah. And his friend was luckily to, happy to, uh, to give it. I'm happy to receive Very it. Very cool. I, I can't wait to get home to listen to this. That's insane. Dave, thank you. Totally. You have ruined Christmas. Now, no matter what my wife gets me. What if she got it for you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, means she, that would be horrible. If she spent like $800. $800. Seriously, what does it this one. I think yeah. it goes, put, put it on, look up online, and then let's take a break. Uh, what, what does this sell for? I think it's like $400. I'm going to look over here at Discogs. I already have it open. I don't think I offered 400 Matt, because I think that's what it's selling for. So I think I offered yeah. less than that. Um, because I'm not going to spend for it. There are currently two <laughs> copies for sale on uh, Discogs right now. And what's it going for? Three ninety nine ninety eight. So a little less. They're both going for four hundred bucks. Yeah, two for sale from. Well, guess model. who sells this for two three fifty? I do. <laughs> oh wait, one of them is three ninety nine ninety eight American. The other one is three hundred seventy two dollars euros. I guess. Yeah. From Germany. Hmm. Is that the like the backwards e? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like an E with two lines. Yeah, in the middle. you know so this is an import too. So let me take a look. This is from, uh, and then we're gonna take that break. I promise. This is a uh, Holland, a Holland pressing. <laughs> what if it's in Dutch? <laughs> you know what? The music is strong enough. The music's strong enough. I know the words. I'll sing along. I think was that ever released here at all? I don't remember it being on vinyl. Because this here. one that they're selling here says it's a 1994 UK Columbia, so it must be the same. Yeah, I don't remember ever being released here in the states. How does somebody arrive at three ninety nine ninety eight as a price? Just to be that asshole of it, it sounds less than four hundred plus five dollars. But then shipping. why not nine? I, I don't yeah. understand the eight part. I'm baffled. Dave, your thoughts? I'm baffled too. Dave's also baffled as to why he agreed to come here. Uh, all right, Brian Ring is our guest. We're taking he's taking time away from uh, being on Adam Carolla's show. And uh, and touring the great country, and, if, uh, and I've said that, I've said this on this very show many many yeah. times. You get a chance to see Brian Regan in your town, you do it. Yeah, don't you. screw around. You know, go and see. He's got some great openers: Jackie Cashan, uh, Gary Brightwell. Who else you got, Brian? Who else? Uh, uh, Pete Corielli. I don't know. Pete, he's from the East Coast. He's very funny. Taylor Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forget some names. Uh, Stephen Rogers. I don't know who that is. A either. young guy I saw perform at Lucy Fest in New York. Uh, very funny guy. So a lot of good people out there. All right. Now, does your brother? You know, I'm a huge fan of your brother, and I, which is the only reason I'm able to bust his balls. This is the, the best. Does he ever open for you? We, we do occasionally, but we don't like it to be a thing because he's, you know, obviously a headliner himself, and we don't want it to be like he's he opens for me. Right. We just do it every once in a while. Now that said, it, it, if, if I can give Dennis some advice, uh, uh, I, I I would rather, and I'm I'm just letting I'm just putting this out in the ether. I would rather do three dates uh, with Brian Regan in a theater than go and do five shows. In Omaha, and I'm not bad mouthing Omaha. Mm-hmm. I'm just that was the only city I chose. I'm saying if you were if you were giving him advice, yes, <laughs> yes. 
um, headliner or not. But if he's in Omaha, he's the headliner, and he's the big the big man get, on campus. I'd rather be the guy that comes out and does a nice salad. What do they do in front of you? 15? 20. Too much. 15. Let's, <laughs> let's scale that back. I know 15, the extra book. 15 is starting plenty. now. Uh, you do 15 minutes in front of a packed, excited Brian Regan crowd? That's a win, baby. Well, it, it, it's I, believe me, I love working with him, and we do it occasionally as a special treat. Do you not, not pay him because he's Omaha. family? <laughs> What's that? Do you not pay him because he's family? Is that why he uh, doesn't want to do this? Um, I put a ribbon on it so he knows it's a, <laughs> he knows it's a gift. Mm-hmm. Oh, the There's a ribbon lady. out on the mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> So he knows what's up. (laughs) He gets it? Yeah. Uh, All right, we'll be back right after this. Well, this holiday season, Matt Belknap, Airwolf wants you to spread some cheer. Talk about cheer, Wolf? We're talking about cheer, Wolf, babe. We're talking about cheer right now. Cheer, Wolf, if you will. I will. Well, uh, Airwolf, the network, has a uh, special episodes all over the network. It sure do. Andrew T., is that how you said this gentleman's name? uh, Yeah, Andrew T., yeah. And Tawny Newsom talked to Kulop Velisak. Hey, we talked to her, too. About holiday racism on Yo, Is This Racist? Okay, we didn't talk about that. No way. That's not our bag. (laughs) Unspooled takes a deep dive into AFI's favorite uh, Christmas movie. Uh, Any guesses? Uh, I'm going to guess It's a Wonderful Life. That's exactly right. It's not your favorite Christmas movie. It's AFI's. What's your your favorite? Probably Elf. You know, that's a great movie. Yeah. That is a great movie. But I do love It's a Wonderful Life. Nobody said you didn't. I mean, maybe it is my favorite. I don't know. I watch it every year. Now you're talking stupid. Those are the two I watch every year. Off Book has not one but two. No, not two. They got three. Three holiday-themed musicals for you to indulge in. So one's Hanukkah, one's Christmas, and one's Kwanzaa? Uh, I don't know. I just told you what I read here. (laughs) I don't know how they're breaking it down. I would love there to be a full Kwanzaa episode. Your, your kid wouldn't even do that in their show last week. No, those, yeah, those guys gave no respect to Kwanzaa. Uh, surprise! Who is it? All the special holiday episodes of With Special Guests are out from behind the paywall as a gift to you. With LL? I guess. <laughs> Check out a very special Improv for Humans episode, Best of the Bible. That's Lapkus, not Cool J. The LL. I was that guy about. loves the ladies. He does. He's cool. He's <laughs> He is a very cool gentleman. Jimmy. Although, interestingly, he gets pretty uncool when he's yelling. Like, most of his songs, he's not cool at all. He's kind of... Loses his temper, doesn't he? He's kind of amped up. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I saw him. He was on his way back to somewhere. Where was he going? Damn it. Back to Cali? That was it. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, Adam Pally's got something going on. He's over at the Sean and Hayes. The bottom line is there's a bunch of stuff, guys. So That's Hollywood band, Handbook. I am going to listen to that because those guys are funny, and Adam Pally is certainly very, very funny. Oh, hey, on Beautiful Anonymous, Chris Gethard is taking calls for New Year's resolutions from you. Tune in Fun. on December 21st. Wait, when's this come out? That would be, uh, it's already out then. Well, I hope you enjoy the episode. <laughs> hope you get to enjoy the people that called in. Uh, anyway, lots going on. Comedy, bang, bang. How did this get made? Getting curious. Who charted? Freedom. Did we do a Christmas? We didn't do a Christmas episode. No, we didn't. Maybe next year we should uh, plan be a- ahead. Be asked. <laughs> should be included. Uh, be- <laughs> <laughs> Cheer, Wolf. More like. I had nothing. Happy holidays. Happy listening. More like. Cheer, Wolf. Oh, Merry Cheer, Wolf to all. It tells me to read. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2320. Brian Regan is here. He's got the brand new show over the Netflix. Uh, you could uh, download. How many episodes, Brian, did you? Four episodes. That's it? Four episodes, and then we're going to see what happens. And if they like them, then who knows? There's talk of you doing more. Well, that's the hope. All right. You had Hugh Fink. Our friend Hugh Fink was involved with that program. Ah, he's so funny and so great. 
Yeah, loved having him aboard. My brother Dennis is also one of the. Uh, I don't know. People, you don't know Dennis? He's a, he's a <laughs> comedian writer. Um, you were talking about him earlier. <laughs> you have a very a short lot. memory. You, you wouldn't stop talking about. You have him. a very short no. memory. <laughs> wow, terrible memory. No, but so your brother's also a comic. Yes, yes, very funny comedian. Jeff Cesario was involved. We love Jeff. Yeah. Yes, so uh, it was a fun experience. Uh, and then you were saddled with Gary Cannon doing warm up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gary's a friend, which is yeah, why I'm allowed yeah, to do He's very, him. very funny. And um, so it was a it was a cool deal. Great. And uh, you did four and all four are available. They all came out uh, binge style. Correct. Uh, they came out on the, the 24th and it's called uh, Up, Up and Away. with Stand Brian. Up and Away. Stand <laughs> Up and Away with Brian Regan. And the premise is, am I getting this right? You do some standing up comedy and then it turns into a sketch based on what you were just talking about. Correct. Correct. And a lot of the older stand-up bits that I used to do, and uh, I, I thought, what can I do with these? Sometimes people still are okay hearing them. <laughs> they don't boo when I do them. Right. <laughs> I'm not good at promoing myself. <laughs> when people don't boo, I figure that's, that's a like, win. That's a win. Right? And so it's a stand-up routine that segues into sketch. Are you still doing the thing live? And, and Matt, you went to see Brian once before. You and I were even working together. Yeah, but I think you got me in. Goddamn right I did. Yeah, I don't remember That's why. the only reason I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Show how great of a guy I am. Thank, thank you again. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I saw you at the Wiltern probably... Oh. 14, 15 years ago oh, or something. Man. Thank you. Uh, it was a great show. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I, I think it was probably mostly new stuff, to me at least, at the time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, like, classics from my – I don't mean to make you feel old, but there are things from my childhood that my wife and I still quote of, oh, of your stuff. Very, so. very flattering. Yeah. I don't know – who – you – of course, maybe maybe Dennis Miller. There's mm-hmm. there's a handful of guys that you could still quote their jokes. Like that's how much they stay with you and how much you appreciate them. Yeah. Well, I feel that way about Steve Martin too. Yeah. I, I, I was a big Steve Martin fan, and there's just like things that he would say that I can still remember to this day. Mm-hmm. A lot of comedy, like you love it, but you don't necessarily remember it. I agree with that. But, uh, but I'm honored that uh, some people know some of my stuff occasionally. And so uh, my question was, uh, uh, that, I, that the whole reason I set up uh, Matt thanking me for getting those tickets, and maybe you were never doing this, but I want to think that you were, uh, at the end of your shows, you would, uh, not a, down to a Q&A, but you would allow some people to yell out some favorites, and you would then favor them with that. Yes, but it happened by accident. You know, the, the first time I performed in a theater, um, I it was like a cool thing. It, it went well. I said, "Hey, good night," and I left the stage, and uh, people were like applauding like differently than in a comedy club. And I was talking to Rory, my manager backstage, and he said, "You should probably go back out and just say, hey, thank you.'" Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I <laughs> went back out. And then right when I went back out, people just started saying uh, Pop-Tarts and, you know, Donut Lady. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? These like older bits. Yeah. So I did some of those. And um, and then that just kind of ended up being a thing where people would shout out bits that I hadn't done in years. And you were able to remember them okay? Some some yes, some no. I, I've had people yell things out and I have no idea <laughs> how to get into it. Because there's a bit like a strongman competition. And some guy yelled, strong man. And I, I'm like, yeah, okay. 
And then I go into it and I realize I have no idea really? what the bit is. <laughs> and all I know is that at some point in the joke, strong men yell during the competitions. So that's all I included in my, in my version. Yeah, you ever see these strong men? They're like going, ah, ah, ah. And I'm on stage going, this is not a joke. <laughs> this is me yelling loudly. And I couldn't remember the funny part. And then I just said, all right, good night, everybody. And let everybody drive home confused. Wow, man. He yelled like a strong man would. Uh, and I imagine everybody yells out, you too. They all want to hear you too. Well, you know, I, I realized that what people yell out are things that are easy to yell out and not necessarily things... Because I have some bits that like don't have a, a clear title to them, mm -hmm. you know, like I have a, a thing about, you know, a dinner party thing where somebody's being very braggadocious and you want to top them in the story, but it's kind of unrequestable. Um, like, well, isn't that Man on the Moon? Isn't that the... Yes, yes. But, you know, it, it, some people don't know it as that title, so it would be hard for somebody to go, do the bit where you go to a dinner party and somebody kind of talks a lot and you feel like you want to top them and you end up having like a social fantasy. <laughs> So they don't yell, yeah. but the guy next to him yells, Pop-Tarts! And, and then I'm in. You're yeah. in. Uh, do you remember uh, when you, uh, speaking of being at a party, where you, we were at a party uh, at Jackie Flynn and Jimmy Dore's apartment, ah. and you, that uh, was the germ of that bit. We were all sitting around, and we were all, everybody no was telling shit road stories, and you go, uh, you go, how do other people do this in a setting? How do you, and maybe you were ramming material down our throats, uh, no, I don't, but it didn't feel that, that way. We all were like, we're like, dude, that's just, nobody said dude, but uh, it was the germ of that. Like, what if you're the first man on the moon? Really? You did that? I was on the moon. That, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was Gigi New. You remember Gigi? Yes, of course. Of course. I just saw her. Oh, great. She's living in Connecticut. She came out to a show. Um, that could very well have been it, and, and that that's fascinating to me. That, that, was, that could have been the thing. Because I try not to do bits around people. Well, no, oh. and it was obvious you were not doing a bit, it, right. but it was it was funny. And and I remember Dora and I were just going, uh, yeah, "That's a bit." And you weren't you actually weren't sold on it. You were like, wow. yeah, "I don't know, I'm just I'm just making conversation." And we're like, "No," and and I that's very Seinfeld. You feel like you got to make that statement into a bit. And I'm just <laughs> let's just have fun in the moment. Uh, well, I want to go to more parties with you guys and just start talking and have you point out. You're welcome. Like, I'm not smart enough myself to go. That could be a comedy joke. You were against it. You were against it. <laughs> no, I refuse to exploit that thought and make a routine out of it. Uh, one of your most famous. Hmm. Right? Is that yeah, safe to say? Kind of, yeah. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. Jimmy Dore takes more credit for it than I do. I, I just had, I was just an innocent bystander. But you people must come up to you all the time and say you too, because that's one that everyone has that experience uh, all the time. And like I think of you every time it happens to me where I accidentally say you too to someone where it doesn't apply. It, it, it's a bit that I did years ago. And um, it's, it's almost like um, awkward for me now because I get a lot of people trying to defend me on social media because it's a very easy thing to think of yeah. if you say you too at the wrong time and it happens to everybody mm -hmm. and because of social media people will go hey I just said you too at the wrong time mm -hmm. and then I get all these uh, hey you're stealing from Brian Regan <laughs> and I'm like calm down everybody calm down <laughs> two people can think of the same thing you yeah. know so it gets very weird for me like right. I I'm happy that people are trying to defend me but it's like let some stuff slide mm -hmm. you know? well we could say that about all social media right let some stuff slide. Oh, my gosh. Right? My gosh. 
I mean, you know me. I like to be racist, sexist, <laughs> homophobic, and, right. I'm a, and I'm a womanizer. Yeah. So all of my tweets reflect that. But now, but now, <laughs> they're on your ass. Yes. People are like going, "Hey, all of this is inappropriate." Right. And now, what am I supposed to do? Your your hands are tied. Yeah. <laughs> really what are you going to do? This is so unfair. I would just retire. Yeah. That seems to be the best response. Uh, speaking of Steve Martin, I was uh, I'm obsessed, Brian, with watching the old Johnny Carson on get tv and uh steve was on recently and the he was doing this bit that it he started it minute one and at minute 15 he finally ends it wow and it didn't work wow and johnny johnny calls him on and goes had to go the whole way with that though didn't you <laughs> and steve was like yeah i did so then the next guest came out and it was just uh, some uh, actress from the 80s who's i do not remember who it was uh-huh. and she turns to steve to say something and steve goes uh uh, she goes, I, he goes, I wasn't paying attention. I was uh, thinking about how poorly my bit went. <laughs> and, and then Johnny goes, uh, I'm still thinking about my monologue. It's uh, going to be a long time to get the show out of the curtains. <laughs> what a great phrase. Uh, great wow. phrase. Wow. That's funny. Uh, but it was great that on the air, these two legends were yeah. talking about how they both just, and make no mistake, the monologue bombed. And Martin, uh, Steve's thing, bombed. Man, that's crazy. And, but here's legends talking about it, which is. You know, I always. Uh, Say that you know that, you know how Johnny Carson was so good at if a joke didn't work you know backpedaling out of it, but a lot of people think that like that's bombing, um, but everybody knew he was funny and anybody that was watching the show knew that he's a funny guy and they know that this particular night or this particular joke it's not working and then he would get laughs off of the fact that it didn't work, mm-hmm. but. True bombing is when you're out on the road, nobody knows who you are, it's not working, and then your savers aren't working. Right. That's bombing bombing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he was he would playfully bomb, you know? Um, so but if you want to see bombing bombing, <laughs> it's a good time for me to promo my, my tour. <laughs> Go to BrianRegan.com and check out where I'm doing my bombing bombs. <laughs> You don't, you, but you don't struggle anymore, right? They're all there to see you. It depends on the situation. If they're there to see me, then I usually can do at least fine to you know pretty good. But if it's a situation where they're assembled for any other reason, you know, like a TV taping, you know, you do Fallon or right. a corporate event or a charity event, there it's just a group of people that have happen to be assembled, mm-hmm. and I happen to be doing some time. You know, it's not a surefire at all. Really? That's shocking. In fact, it's probably less than 50-50. Well, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I think the percentages are low enough where they're very worrisome to me. <laughs> you still get a little knot in your stomach. Big time. Yeah. I, I, I do not get nervous if they're there to see me. I do get nervous if they're there for another reason. It's so funny you said, because I just, I just did a charity event, a, a fundraiser for a school. Uh-huh. And uh, the woman, uh, Jennifer McLean, uh, my friend Jennifer McLean, uh, she's like, do you ever get nervous anymore? I go, never, except for stuff like this. Right. Nobody's there for me. So it's like, I hope they like me. If they don't like me, now I got to avoid eye contact with, oh, and phone conversations with my friend who asked me to be here. <laughs> so I'm with you. If they're there for you. No problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. You've already got your foot in the door. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, Dave is with me on these corporate things. I go out and um, and sometimes they throw surprise guests in there, which is even more horrible because I'm not at that level where the average Joe Blow knows who I am. 
the person who booked it might think I'm at a certain level and they'll go, ladies and gentlemen, you know, welcome to our big holiday get together. Get ready for our surprise guest. Who is it? It's going to be Jay Leno or some big name. Please welcome Brian Regan. And that to me sounds to them like a guy you never heard of. And so I go out there and, and it's just nothing but mass confusion. Right. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? We thought we were doing better as a company. <laughs> we thought we thought our performance warranted someone, someone better than this. So, but then you show them the razzmatazz, and they're on board. Not, not always. Not always. Not this always. fascinates me because my act is unwatchable. <laughs> I should have let you finish. I probably should have let you finish. That's a tighter version of where I was headed. <laughs> yes, it's unwatchable. No, it's 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 an acquired taste kind of comedy, and it's also physical. Right. You know, I'm like acting things out. So if it's if you're just a monologist and you're doing a show and it's not going as well as you want, you can always pretend like, well, that wasn't supposed to get as big of a laugh anyway. Right. But when you're doing what I do and I'm all over the stage <laughs> flailing about <laughs> and no one's it's laughing, nothing. it's very obvious that something was supposed to happen right. there. Do you shrink up? Do, you, do the gestures get smaller? I, they, I've actually measured my height before shows and after shows. I've lost four inches Jeez, in shows. Yes, just, just from, you know, shrieking, shrinking down out of fear um so it, it's like so i have to try to tone it down and adjust energy levels and stuff like that and then i feel like well this isn't what i do so it, it's always a tricky thing yeah do you the know people what? who book me for corporate shows hate when i talk about this sure well, of course yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, but why don't you say you're good at them because <laughs> none of us are it's i think it's a crapshoot for anybody doing a corporate event yeah. unless you're famous unless mm -hmm. you're like you say like jay leno or jerry or anybody that walks right. out they're they're, they're going to get those uh, those famous laughs. Exactly. But those people are, are, are at work. Like they're they're at work and they're being forced to do something that they would rather be home with their family probably or doing something else. And so like it's just a weird environment to be entertaining. Like Correct. They, they probably don't have the right attitude. Like you kind of walk into a comedy club or a theater with the attitude of like, I'm here to have fun and enjoy myself. And those people are not there to. But some could argue that Matt, it, it's a day where they're hearing nothing but lectures. Yeah. And for 40 minutes or whatever, here's Brian Regan entertain them. Right. So you might, Oh good. At least I don't have to. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's how I would look at it. But I think a lot of people are like, uh, I'm it, just it, so tired. I would think some people would go the other way. It's like, Hey, you know what? How about not this guy? And one less hour of us having to sit here. Yeah. How about we just get, leave us to our own devices for five minutes? Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, they don't, I mean, a lot of, them do go well and some of it because yeah. of uh you know what you're saying where it's like uh a, a, a welcome reprieve from what they're normally having to do that day yeah. but but you never know that's what's f interesting about it you hit the stage and you have no it's like it's like two big uh dice just <laughs> rolling around on a craps table yeah. as you're walking out you have no idea if it's going to be snake eyes you don't you have no clue right you can try to assess the situation you know we we have experience where we go this looks like it's going to be a good thing but you never know for sure do you know for sure like within the first uh, joke or two uh, I, I, is it usually pretty uh, solid in that way for you yes unless you're doing um jokes about the company you know those can be dangerous yeah. even if they kill because then they're going, oh, he's going to be talking about us for an hour. And then and then I go into my stuff and they're going, oh, no, we're not so yeah, The funny about packaging was good. <laughs> <laughs> so the packaging material. I don't give a shit about the man on the moon. Move on. 
Let's go. Um, all right, Brian Regan is here. The name of the program is uh, Stand Up and Away with Brian Regan. It premiered. It's over on the Netflix. You can binge it. You can watch all four. Half-hour program? Hour program? Uh, theoretically, half-hours, but they're coming in about 22 to 23. Tighten you know? them up. Yeah. All right. They, don't, they have no... They, they were very cool about just make them however long you want. There's no rules on Netflix. Right. You know, I mean, they want it to be at least 20-ish, but uh, they said how whatever feels right. And 22 felt right to you? 22 to 23. Well, we, you know, we had like 45-minute shows, and it's like, you know, clearly nothing's funny that long, and so we go chop, chop, <laughs> chop, chop. Cut it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we kind of envisioned that all along. Love you know, Tight spiral. Nice. That's a football phrase. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's check. Speaking of a guy who knows nothing about football, let's check in with the Pop Culture Beast over the info desk. That's uh, Garen. Hello, uh, sponsored by DogPal.com. Hello, Garen. Hello. Now, Garen, what's going on? Anything? Uh, obviously, we're recording this before Christmas, but anything happening in your world that... Uh, um, we had the last trivia of the year the other night. How'd you do? We killed. We did great. We won. How many teams were you up against? It was a big night. There was a lot of people there. What was the big question that uh, put you over the top that you guys knew that nobody else did? Oh, God, I don't even remember. We, we killed the movie category. We killed the music category. And I don't remember a single question that we were asked. You know, the, the amount that we bring up your trivia nights on here and the amount that Matt or myself or the guest will say, hey, what was the big question? You think maybe you would start writing that down for yeah, us? That's a good, yeah, that's a good idea. Commit it to memory. You know what I'll do is I'll... <laughs> Just the, what was the, there was one final question. You don't even remember the final question? What, what? No. I, I, what I'm going to start doing is I I'll still, bring the, the score sheet. The one time I'll we went with you, that was what, what, three months ago. Yeah. I still remember the final question. Right, give that. it to Brian. Well, okay. uh, all right. It's the, the category was geography, I think. I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not bad. The question is, what country is, on average, the tallest? On average. Yeah, the tallest, the tallest. population. Yeah, if you added up everybody's height and took the average. Oh, oh so it's you the meant ta- elevation above sea level. No, no, no. The, you, the tallest people. Tallest people. Yeah. No, what Brian, well, Brian thinks about that. Yeah. Refresh my memory. Did we get this right? No. no. <laughs> Hell no. All right. That's so why I can't forget it. So there's no pressure on Brian if he gets it wrong. No. There wouldn't be anyway. It's a tough question. No, there's pressure. <laughs> well, pe- penguins are short, so it wouldn't be Antarctica. No. Right. It wouldn't right. be Antarctica. I like your thinking. Yeah. You've eliminated one of the I'm 192 elim- options. I'm eliminating Antarctica. <laughs> Um, I am going to uh, say some. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, a European country. Okay. And I'm going to say uh, Germany. Now remember, uh, if, when you a, play trivia, you have a team. Do you want to confer, uh, confer with Dave? Dave. And Dave is on a trivia team. I'm, I'm going with the Sudan. He's going okay. with the Sudan. Sudan. We batted around that idea of of, of an African. So country. we got Germany. Yeah. And Sudan, Germany, you just think they're taller because they raise their hand. <laughs> wow. What, uh, what's up? What's up? Too soon? And I'm not happy if I saying too soon, by the way. Nobody, everybody knows I'm not happy being a dock worker doing the too soon joke in 2000. I'm a professional comedian. Well, you're being very kind. I, I mean, I, obviously I was, but I want to make sure Dave knows I was making fun of <laughs> So All I, I care about is that Dave likes me. I will say, like, what happened was Elliot was on our team. He's good at trivia. And his logic was also like yours. Like, he, he was thinking Europe. He was like, it's got to be probably like a... Finland, I yeah, I think he said Finland. Did I say... Uh, I said some Norwegian, right? Did I say Sweden? We, I don't know. Follow up. Is that Norwegian? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I think we were all... Well, that's what you and you two maybe were both thinking along those lines. And so we... The fan of the show was there Use your microphone. Right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. 
fan of the show was there as well, right? Yes. And do we recall what his uh, guess was? He was no. Uh, the entire night, him and his girlfriend were no help at all. Well, that's not <laughs> no, true. That's not true. No, that's not true. No, no, he, no. He I'm carried kidding. us for a topic. Yeah, science he was, stuff. He was, he was a great. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we ended up going with Finland because of Elliot's suggestion. All right, and then what's mm-hmm. the answer? The answer, you both close. You're very close. Mm-hmm. It's Closer. the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. Tallest. Oh, you know why? Tallest. They have to reach up to fix the windmill. <laughs> so they're always on their tippy toes. And then over the years, <laughs> right. Is that right? you know, the, yeah, the, the genetics, you know, because the windmills, they have to go up and tighten those up. I see. Yep. So over the years... <laughs> Natural selection. Natural selection. Sure, people would die out because they couldn't fix their windmills. I think they're about a foot and a half taller than every other nation. Wow, right? 18 inches. Huh? Yeah, they're That's like impressive. seven foot six average height in the Netherlands. Oh my God. Wow. I've never been there. So I, could, I would walk around under people's legs, I guess. <laughs> I'm a tiny man. Yeah, yeah. I could pick up the, when they drop a lug nut, you could help pick that up. <laughs> yeah, more than happy to do it. Yeah, because they don't want to reach down. That's going to take forever. That's a, That's a cool question, though, because that's not, no one would know that. Yeah, it's, it's You odd. just have to kind of see if you can figure it out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I prefer trivia that uh, is more pop culture based. I, I also was like, I guess it is a, ge- a geography question. But when you when the te- when the topic is geography, you think it's going to be like what river, blah blah blah. You know, it's not just like these are right. talking about people. Well, whatever. What, what what other heading would you put that question? Sociology. No, I, I have statistics. No, I have no idea. Statistics is that a category? Probably Pe- not. People's heights. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's very specific. It's clearly the category that should be in. I remember what what the last question was. It was a sports question. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Ryan Regan just made a football reference, so he might be our guy. Oh yeah. I hope was, the answer's tight spiral. What's the best way to throw a pass? Yes. yes. What, what was the name of the legendary baseball player, uh, outfield baseball player? Who was famous for using two gloves? Shut up! You <laughs> oh, you! Ad, come on, he doesn't know that's a callback to you being a buffoon. <laughs> that's terrible. Well, I know that uh, this guy, the player, is from the Netherlands. I know that. Um, yeah. Is this a gag? It's this is a, a gag. It's really bad. We, joke. we spent way too much time on this show looking up information. That are you allowed to use two gloves in baseball? Ah. And why would you want to? And uh, I, I've also I've always wondered about how far you could stretch rules in sports. And I used to wonder when I was a kid, if you were an outfielder, why not have a glove that was so ridiculously large <laughs> that it covered all of right field? Right. And you could just lay down next to it and stick your little hand in there. <laughs> right. And then every hit every to right hit. field is an out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's probably some type, a little nitpicky thing that it can't be that large. Yeah. God, I have to have a helicopter bring it in every inning. Lower it down. Lower it down. <laughs> yeah. That, that saves it. That, that, that little joke just saved him, didn't it? <laughs> no, it did. Got him back. It got him back to zero. Give him a helicopter. <laughs> Give him a helicopter. All right, well, Garen, have a great Christmas. Uh, we we wish you a lot of luck. Uh, you're not going back home. You're going to stay here in town. No, I'll stay in town. All right. And, wh- and what are you going to do? you going to set up a little tree in your sad sack apartment? What do you do? <laughs> no, I don't do a tree right now. There's no, there's no, I don't need a tree. Okay. I, I mean, I have a little fake one that I just... Cloth. It's cloth, actually, that I bought from Target. I just stick it up on the this shelf. Very this sad. this feels like one of those TV reality show things where it ends with us breaking into his place and setting up a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Big happy ending, right? He comes back, big surprise, yeah. the most beautiful tree ever. Okay. Are I you, mean, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it, <laughs> no, but I'm just no. saying, but yeah, wouldn't that be cool if, if, if that, yeah. if that yeah. happened? Because we are not. No, exactly. Uh, exactly. You and Dave are welcome to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out.
uh, Jimmy, you would not survive walking into my house. No, they, uh, you got three dogs. Two dogs, two cats. Two you dogs, would, two cats. You would be hospitalized. I couldn't handle it. I would yeah. be um, deathly allergic, uh, Brian. Uh, I couldn't. I can't go to his apartment. Uh, allergic to cats? Cats and dogs. Cats and dogs. Yeah. Wow, that's... Can't handle either. That's a lot of homes. Do you have animals? No. No. I had a... We had a goldfish for the kids, and it got really sick. This is... I, I, don't, I probably... This is a horrible story. And... I didn't feel like flushing it down the toilet. You know what I mean? Like it hadn't died yet, but it looked like it was in peril. Like it was bloated and the whole thing. Oh and somebody said, you, you guys are probably going to want to edit this out. But somebody <laughs> said that the most humane thing to do is to freeze it. And that's the best way to oh, wow. have a fish, you know, pass away without any pain. So I put the fish in a little bag and brought it out. We had a freezer out in our garage and I put the bag <laughs> in the thing and I remember it looking at me while I was closing the door it was you murdered it I was no I was putting it out of its misery it was in pain it was in pain and so I closed the door and it was probably the most awkward moment of my life so like I said this will probably be clipped out of this oh, podcast no it won't <laughs> No, I think that's that's a useful tip for others to, to I, hear. I that the, re, the it was I was trying to be nice. Yeah, you know it was going it was in it was in pain and so yeah I, it's I it's taking myself. the fish behind the barn. It's the example of that. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the fish version of Old Yeller. Right, and then, so then a week later, my grandmother was really sick. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, let's head out to the garage. <laughs> It's just the humane way, Dave. <laughs> it's because I love her. Of course. Yeah. I love her. Of yeah. course you do. And well, of course, that time you put a blindfold on her so she couldn't look at you. <laughs> no, I didn't want her to see the fish. <laughs> <laughs> now, the kids, let me guess how old the kids are now. I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to guess. Hmm. And I'm going to be wrong. Uh, hang on. 22 and 20. 19 and 15. Oh, boy, I was way too high. I was way but, too uh, you know, you had the right ballpark. I guess I was all right. Yeah. It was all right. I, 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 I used to get Christmas cards from the Regans. Yeah. <laughs> you must have moved because we... Oh, well, maybe that's every, the case. Every year we're sending, the, and then we get returned back. I thought you didn't want them anymore. I was uh, so hurt when they would get returned Oh, you to don't us. know at all that they were returned to you. You got Dave or some other employee putting those in the shredder. Uh, you know what? I bet you that's what it is. We moved, and then uh, we, uh, there's no forwarding. So uh, we're off the rig in... Uh, hmm mailing list well i don't i don't do them anymore i mean it, it just got too hard to yeah. to do that you know once your kids aren't cute anymore it's kind of you lose the there's no incentive to send it yeah, out. a picture of a grown man as a child in a, in a reindeer sweater yeah. going happy yeah merry christmas quite. from the regan family and go why is the kid holding an attache case <laughs> Uh, is he, uh, in college, the 19-year-old? Uh, he, you know, after he graduated, he was trying to figure things out. And right now he says he wants to be a contract lawyer. He wants to find loopholes in contracts. Okay. We play board games. He always picks the most complicated game, and he just annihilates me. Yeah. He just sits there reading every rule. He's very honest. He will play within the rules. 
And then he's like, I want to apply this to companies and businesses. I'm like, all right, go for it. Well, he's going to have to do some schooling for that, though, right? Yes, he's taking a, uh, a class uh, starting in January. Great. Heading in that direction. Good for him. Good for him. What is his name? Christopher. Chris Regan. I like my buddy Chris Regan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know Chris Regan, the writer? I, I don't know if I've met him, but I know the name. Great guy. Name really son after guy. him. What's that? <laughs> name his son after him. Of course I know him. <laughs> he's, like, he's, been, he's the godfather of my son. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. Yeah, he's a writer, but he wants to be a contract lawyer. I've made it very clear. Uh, and my daughter wants to be a, um, she wants to rob liquor stores. Wow. At 15, yeah. she already knows. 15. Hmm. Yeah, she hasn't done it yet, but she knows. She's, she's got time. She reads a lot of books about it. She's going to uh-huh. take a class you know, also. <laughs> we're, we're driving around. She can, can you drive by a liquor store? Uh-huh. And she practices, you know, <laughs> Checking it out and seeing where the security alarms mm-hmm. are and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, could be big for her. That's great. Well, good. You gotta, as a father, you got to support. You got to support their dreams. Absolutely. Uh, all right. We're checking with Dave. Dave, how are you? Doing all right? Okay. Oh, great. Thank you. All right. Do you live here, Dave? You live in the. I live in Portland. Portland, Oregon. Yes. Of course. Uh, Look at the beard. That's a great point. That's <laughs> Man, a great point. Portland. Uh, you know, I used to be the uh, spokesman for the mall up in Portland. I was the spokesman for Lloyd Center from uh, 96 to uh, 2001, five years. A spokesperson for the mall? <laughs> yep. The I've never mall, heard of such a thing. I, it, it, I, I don't know if it ever, had ever been done. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was the, uh, I would do all their commercials, uh, television, uh, all their ads. You were like, flow is to progressive. You were yes. to that mall. I was Lloyd of yeah. Lloyd Center. Right. Very I'm nice. Lloyd. Ah, and this is my mall. Look at that. We got a brand new food court. Back. What's that? They need you back. I hear it's, uh, they're going through a tough time. Yeah, I, I let them know on social media all the time. I'm more than happy to come on back, both to save them and financially for me. <laughs> you think you're the only one that's ever been a spokesman for a mall? No, it's had to have been. Uh, I've never seen it, and I'm from I've Michigan. I've also never seen it. I'm from Los <laughs> Well, we've got a lot of evidence. I think it's safe to say you're the only one ever. <laughs> well, I did. I also did one for Tampa, down in Tampa, uh, Florida. Hi, I'm Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my mall. This is my mall. Uh, it was right next to it. was the uh, University Mall. That was the uh, mall. Man. Uh, the big one, it's getting bigger. That was the, that was the catchphrase. Oh. Big one, it's getting bigger. Look at that. Yeah. How many takes did that uh, Oh, I would require? say probably, I would say way too many takes. Probably a lot of eye rolling. Mm-hmm. Is there a Beverly who's the Beverly Hills Mall? Yeah, Beverly Sills. <laughs> good for her. Yeah, it's good. She's working. That's somebody, right? Beverly Sills is somebody, right? I, right? I just pulled that name. I thought you misheard the name, Beverly but I don't know. Who. Yeah, but what does she do? She's a singer. Is a singer, Beverly Sills. Oh, yeah. She's got a great, great voice. The great Beverly Sills. I saw her at the... Uh, the Playboy Club in 1979. I love her stint with Crosby and Nash. I'm going to ask you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the only way to solve this problem. She's an operatic soprano. That's right. Thank you. Thank Wait God a second. Here. Well, he's got a he's got a computer in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't need that with Dave here. Dave knows everything. <laughs> he's on a trivia team. Um. Well, that's probably going to be your next uh, gift. Somebody's going to send a Beverly Sills album your way. Here's what I'll do to solve that. Don't do that. Because <laughs> that's just you. That's the old Mitch Hedberg, uh, Hedberg joke. You throw this away. I don't. Uh, you know that joke by Mitch Hedberg where people are, when you're walking in uh, Vegas and they hand him a flyer? That's just, that's just their way of saying, here, you throw this away. Damn it. That's funny. That may be, I, 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 with Brian Regan in front of us, that may be the perfect joke. That's great. Like, it's just That's yeah. funny. perfection. Uh, all right, well, Dave, welcome in. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Uh, it turns out I, I know Dave's brother, Jeff, mm-hmm. uh, who I've not seen in a lot of years. Well, blonde, blonde hair? No. 
looks great. <laughs> dark haired fella. <laughs> Why do I think of him with blonde hair? But he's he not darkened not, it up. Not very tall. No. Yeah, okay. It's my guy. Wow, you He's from the Sudan. <laughs> I hear they're tall there based on one guy. Uh, Elliot, everything all right with you? The captain back there behind Mission Control? All good. All right, thumbs up. We got your play-by-play of the Christmas party. We've mm-hmm. talked to you uh, plenty today mm-hmm. and for the last 30 days. Uh, Not hearing the end of it. That's based on... Uh, <laughs> Uh, are you going? Are you, are you going to Arizona for the holiday? Uh, I don't think I am. I will call my father, but I don't. Uh, I don't think I'm going to make it out there. All right. Uh, his birthday is this time too. So I'll when's your dad's birthday? 29th December. All right. Well, happy birthday to Mr. Hokeberg. Yep. Very yep. nice. Yeah. All right. And uh, my mom just turned 92 yesterday. Wow. Is that right? Wow. 92 years old. What do you do? Do you call her? You FaceTime? What do you do? Uh, I called her. I called her. I, I had a brother who, two brothers who were with her, and a sister who was with her. We, we have a big family, and uh, I called, and you know. Did that whole thing. Is your mom still at home and about, or is she, is she in a home? With, She's with some in care? what they call an assisted living facility. She is. And, um, but she's hanging in there. She's very sharp as a tack. And uh, we're honored that she's still around with us. And uh, awesome. my dad passed away a couple years ago. And uh, I'm going to start talking about some sad stuff. I had, a, I had a cousin a few years back who got really sick. Oh, boy. And um, had to go into the hospital. Um, there's a guy who lives down the street who uh, had a he broke his leg horribly, mm. and he's he's suffering. <laughs> he's suffering. He's still suffering. <laughs> he's suffering. He doesn't have health care, so he's suffering. Oh boy! And um, how big is your freezer, <laughs> Darren? Wow! Look at Darren, I'm over this fire. Guy. That's on fire. <laughs> I would like to know if if, if that fish thing is accurate uh garen look that up freezing a fish who's suffering is that the way to go i think that's a marillion album anybody happy with that <laughs> reference is anybody like that album? <laughs> you know what that's a that's fish a called frozen reference. what's that i think that's perfect it is well you know they, they, here's why i'm gonna nerd out for a second uh the lead singer marillion for many years was named fish so i'm a little unhappy that i went with marillion and not like king crimson i should have went with another band but the good news is none of us knew that so yeah. we're cool Actually, Dave might have known it. He's a big trivia buff, I heard. What I do, when I hear references that are over my head, I just laugh because I don't want to sound stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. When you say something like that, I go, oh, man. I was on the money, Jimmy. And then you walk away and go, he didn't understand about that. <laughs> didn't get it at all. I didn't understand anything he said the whole podcast. Uh, are you looking up that fish thing? Yeah. Uh, here are some... Uh, humane ways to euthanize your fish mm, okay. old school methods freezing that's old school. Uh-oh. 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 it's a commonly used method for euthanizing warm water fish okay mm. uh and that's humane that was a humane way at one time time so brian didn't do anything wrong I, right it was humane the yeah. swift and surely method is decapitation what the f no. how is that no. more humane that's, that's number two because it's instant. Instant. It's quick kills them instantly. Well, I mean, it's quick but could you do that to a goldfish sure you could do that I mean, I wouldn't, but I could. Have you ever eaten a goldfish? No. Remember that was a thing when we were kids. People was, would uh, was? you'd win it. At the, you know, you throw the ping pong ball into the thing at the carnival. Yeah, right. And then uh, I don't. I, apparently, I was in our gang. Uh, <laughs> we would. We would then. I mean, I never did it because I'm, you know, a, a human being. Yeah. But other kids would do it. 
They would also put firecrackers in frogs. I would never do right, that either. Right, right, right. Well, the, f- the goldfish is so tiny. What are the odds you're going to nail that perfectly? That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I, I, I could not. be at all. I don't think I could do, go that route. Would you use a little cocktail sword? What would you use? To <laughs> I, have a, I have a special guillotine for this. Oh, you do? Yeah. You got a guillotine. And a little fish guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, Nemo. <laughs> Why do you give it a name? Uh, all right, what's number three? Carbon dioxide. Oh, my God. What, what? the? You put it in a garage? Oh, my God. Yeah. Put it behind the wheel. You just put it right in the tailpipe. <laughs> but you put it right. Well, it's gonna so do. far, mine is the most humane. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. especially for this last one, which is What's the last horrifying. one? Uh, Steamroller. Snap. <laughs> 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 Snapping the neck. Snapping oh. the neck. How do, you, how do you hold a goldfish? Oh. No. That's slippery and slimy. That's oh, not, that's that's not feasible. Get, I got to get a clean snap. No. I got I to gotta mob it up. Some people effectively <laughs> snap the neck by hitting the fish over a hard surface or on the kitchen counter. Oh, so you they're, grab it they're by the talking th- about different fish. They're not talking about goldfish. That's covering a bigger... the fish in a plastic bag first. Nope, this is he says goldfish. Says goldfish. This is goldfish. Uh, kill goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> this is home fit, like your home fish. Well, plus yeah. there's oh, different size goldfish. So you take it by the tail and just whack it on the. Well, no, you put yeah. it in a bag. I guess they I'm say. not putting anything in a bag. No, no. The gentler well, ways. Goldfish in a bag. I, I, I actually, I, if I said goldfish, I was, it was a marlin. I had a marlin. <laughs> oh, jeez, you did misspeak. <laughs> I had to put it you in wow. I had to empty the freezer out and shove this big yeah. marlin in there. It was flapping around, and I went, see you later, and then I sh- slammed it shut. Wow. Yeah. How do you mistake the fish that badly? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a biologist. <laughs> uh, all right, Garrett. The more humane ways are... Uh, yeah, what, what are they trying to do now? Um, like injecting. A, a oh, I'm, I'm going to get a needle <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. some some kind of sauce and little g- gloves, right? And I'm going to yeah, inject my goldfish. Clove oil and vodka is something you can do. <laughs> the what? hell? No, that's when you're trying to like uh, marinate pick it. it up. <laughs> you're, try, you're trying to yeah, pick up. for you to forget what just happened. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Just kill the fish. Blood. <laughs> why the sad face? Well, I had to kill my euthanize my fish today. I couldn't do. And why wouldn't you just flush it down? You just you didn't you didn't want because to do it. I just found that visual horrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when it wasn't dead yet. I thought that was more horrifying. Yeah. For it. Right. Like I wonder what is what what's it gonna think as it's circling around? What, what, do you, what do you think it's gonna down think? The pipes? Is, it's probably having a blast. It's on having that a last. ball. It's a water slide. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, you put you stiffen him up. <laughs> he slowly loses his breath. Listen, there are pros and cons to this. I understand. <laughs> if we had done this as a committee, I might have chosen another way. Uh, I, I probably would have sided with you. I actually, I, although just throwing it down and getting rid of it seems like a mm. quick way to do it. Yeah. We did that with our cat. That's <laughs> the best. You put it right in the toilet and get rid of it. Flush it down. Yeah, flush it. Get out. <laughs> Was it? You, and you had just gotten it and realized that you yeah, didn't allergic. care for it. You can't handle that. Hey, I'm allergic to this thing. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> like a, the well, shoot at the bank back when the they had those. Sure. Oh yeah. That'd be a fun way to do it. Go to go to the bank. Go to the. <laughs> <laughs> they, <get> it, <laughs> they don't have that at the bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drive up back. Yeah. And you hear like. <laughs> I like those things. I, I wish they'd bring that back for like other uh, other purposes. Yeah, it seemed like those should have been uh, converted to something else. To something else, yeah. right? I don't, I'm not. I don't know what it'd be. Don't How about it? now with pot being legal? That would you be pull fun. Up in that and just have your your pot just sent through a yeah, just right into your car. Right. Who wouldn't go to that one? Be pretty cool. We, right, none go. of us smoke pot, but that's. Uh, I feel like that would be the place everyone would go. You don't know what I've been doing lately, brother. <laughs> I know you have that shoulder pain, so yeah, you're right. I don't know. I went, by the way, had an MRI. Yeah. Uh, Going to need surgery. 
Oh what? really? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just I'm revealing that now. Oh my gosh! I've got a it's torn crazy. labrum. Does that sound right to anybody? Yes. It does sound right, Dave. <laughs> both tor- of them torn. You got both to, uh, two torn labrums? Yes. Oh boy! And, but you're, now you feel great. I had surgery on one. And what, so you're dealing with pain in the other one? It, no, it's I don't want it operated on. It's oh. more painful. The operation is. Yeah. In 2019, I'm predicting it's gonna be next it was, year. This was 2015, long time ago. Yeah, times have changed. Oh, man, right? The president's just a rotator cuff as well. Okay, so maybe a little more severe than what I had. Yes. Or have. So you're gonna do the operation? I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get rid of this pain. Okay. Wow. If they told me that we have to lop your arm <clears throat> off, that's not off the table. Boy. <laughs> Well, the arm would be off the by table. The way, by the way, that, that would be off the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's constant pain. Dave knows. He lives it. Mm. He's in constant pain, Dave. I'm sorry about your situation. It's similar to my, I have a friend with a broken leg. <laughs> oh, yeah, that got him down the street? He's, he's in agony. <laughs> that in absolute guy. agony. What's he doing? He, it's terrible. He's, he's having health care issues. He has health care issues, and he doesn't have health care. Yeah. And... Um, do you have a big six, bag for him? He, he's he, Well, he's like six, six houses down, but I can hear him moaning that like at night when i'm trying God. to sleep you know it's like oh it hurts <laughs> you hear him that clearly yeah yeah well when the wind is blowing toward uh, my sure. home yeah it's hard to sleep sometimes i would imagine anyway so good luck with your shoulder <laughs> thanks pal appreciate it real nice of you uh all right we got to end of the break yeah uh brian regan is here brian's got the new shows over on the netflix called the uh, stand up and away uh, with brian regan again friends of the show have worked on this thing jeff cesario has worked on it uh, mm-hmm. hugh fink has worked on it mm-hmm. his brother dennis who i'm told i've met uh, <laughs> had breakfast in vegas with uh, dennis when dennis was working the trop i was working harris mm-hmm. dennis walked down in a brand new shoe and uh, he walked down because he wanted to try the shoe out <laughs> had very little to do with us having breakfast Huh? He, he he bought a shoe. He bought some new shoes, and he and and he wanted to to test out if he liked them before right. he left Vegas. <laughs> and so he met my wife and I down at Harris for the buffet. And Harris has the best buffet in Vegas. Um, I don't know if they still do. They did at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we uh, enjoyed uh, Dennis's company over some food and talked. I'm going to say it to his brother. Way too much about those fucking shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Really, yeah. really talked about those shoes a long time. Did he keep them? I don't know if he kept them to this day. It's kind of a mystery that I've never solved. We should find out. I'd like oh, to find boy. out if he kept those shoes. Well, do you think he would remember that story? Like if, if I know, Brian, I'm, like, I know, I'm burdened by it. He better have remembered it. If Brian texted him right now, do you think he would know the answer? Like, yeah, I got those. That's shoes. That's a great. Can you text him? I'll do it right now. Text him if he remembers buying shoes and having uh, breakfast with me and Danielle. Oddly, he's performing in Vegas this week. Oh. Is he really? Yeah. Where's he at? Brad Garrett's? Uh, he is at the new Comedy Cellar and at the Rio. The Rio? Is that at the I Rio? I think that sounds like someone needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they got those outlet malls there, so yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. which at the time uh, were not uh, as popular as they are now. Dennis. Wait a minute. Do you think he heard the phrase, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes? And he was like, I gotta go, <laughs> I gotta go to Vegas? <laughs> That's not a literal expression. Um, well, we don't know. We'll find out. Uh, all right, listen, let's take another break. Uh, when we come back, hopefully, uh, Dennis will have uh, texted back and we'll get uh, we'll get to the bottom I'm of the text, shoes. I'm anyway. texting him as we speak. All right, we'll be back. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Brian Regan is on Twitter at Brian Regan Comic. He's also on Netflix. Check out his new show, Stand Up and Away. Four episodes. It's Stand Up and Sketch. Sounds great. He's one of the best. Of course, it's going to be funny. Enjoy that. And enjoy Jimmy Pardo at the Catfish Bend Casino in Burlington, Iowa on New Year's Eve. 
After that, he's going to be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana on the 25th and 26th of January. And the White Oak Music Hall in Houston on the 2nd of March. That's a 9.30 stand-up show. More on that in a second. Never Not Funny is going to be live at the San Francisco Sketch Fest. We're doing playing games live on the 11th of January and Never Not Funny Live matinee show on the 12th. That's with John Ross Bowie. Playing games is with Lauren Ash. You know them. You love them. If you're in San Francisco, you'd be crazy not to go to those shows. And then if you're in uh, Bloomington, uh, back to Bloomington, we're going to be doing a matinee show of Never Not Funny at the Comedy Attic on the 27th of January. And after that, Houston, the White Oak Music Hall. Once again, that is on March 2nd. Splitting these dates up seemed like a good idea at the time. I don't know why I did it now. But uh, on the 3rd of March, we're going to be in St. Louis at Helium. That's a Never Not Funny live show. Another matinee show, actually, on the 3rd. All those dates are on NeverNotFunny.com. Click the tour link to get links to tickets. For Jimmy's stand-up, go to JimmyParta.com, click his tour link, and enjoy. Tired of the late-night shows that do nothing but political jokes? Am I? Not interested in seeing the host play cute games with celebrities? Oh, hell no. Then check out Man of the People with Pat Tomasulo. A different kind of comedy show. Now, you can stream this to any device Saturday nights at 11 East, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, 8 Pacific, 6 Hawaiian. (laughs) Keep going. uh, 10.30. American Samoa? (laughs) uh, uh, Newfoundland. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going to the other side. I'm going to the other side. Oh, sure. Or you can search YouTube, Man of the People TV for past episodes. Man of the People is a late night show for people who actually like jokes. Wait, what? They're taking some big swings (laughs) here. Really big swings. Remember jokes? Yes, I do. Remember when late night TV was unpredictable and the host interacted with real people? Okay, now I'm on board. Well, Man of the Show is a show that doesn't divide us. This thing's taking swings. Well, you know, you know, Pat, and you know, I the do know people Pat. behind this I show. Do. These are all good people. They're friends. They're Chicago buddies of yours. Uh, unites us against the th- uh, all the things we like. Uh, no, all the things we hate. And, uh, and I guess probably against some things we like, depending on what point of view you're taking. Uh, I guess you, I'm, if you I, like I, hating things, I'm but. guessing at some point pizza and hot dogs comes up. <laughs> hey, hey, you gotta get yourself a beef, Jim. I get the combo. I get my I get the sausage and the beef, and then I put some jardinera on there. Delicious. Check out Man of the People with Pat Tomasulo at YouTube.com slash Man of the People TV. That is YouTube.com slash Man of the People TV. That is YouTube.com slash Man of the People TV. Man of the People. A better way to laugh. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2320. Brian Regan is here. Dave is a road manager. He's also with us. Uh, you got him here safely. Uh, now, when you travel around T- the country. Tilt that up a little What bit. do you want me to do? There, that, there we go. There's daddy's voice. Uh, do you, you got a, a private jet? How do you get around? You don't have to answer I have a, this. I have a fleet of. Um, <laughs> I see. I have a fleet of private jets. Uh huh. But sometimes, like if they're coastal gigs, mm-hmm. I like to yacht to them. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I am fortunate enough to have a tour bus deal. You do that. So the four shows on a weekend—Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're close enough where we go from one to the next to the next to the next. So if it's an East Coast thing, I fly to the first one and then just take the bus to all the four shows. So the bus, the bus will meet you there, Correct. or, you, or you'll, get a, you'll get a bus locally. No, I, I have the one that it's, it's always the one. You have a Brian Regan tour bus. Yeah, but I don't have the thing on the outside. You know, I don't, I don't do. <laughs> You're that. not big and rich. I don't. That's a country act. I, I don't I chose don't. to use. <laughs> No, we I, saw that. We in, saw that. We that's, saw it in Portland. That's the reason. That's the only reason I thought of that. We saw that guy's tour bus. Yeah, and I felt the need to call back a story that nobody yeah. ever heard. <laughs> uh, surprisingly enough, that was an answer to one of the questions at trivia. You ju- that just reminded me of big and rich. Yeah, 
Hey, who's the biggest asshole in country music? John Rich? Was that the question? Uh, no, it was oh. what which country duo sings Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Oh, that's uh, Big and Rich. <laughs> Big and Rich. I would have got that one. Is, it, is that a guy's name? Big and Rich? <laughs> it, it's, uh, John Rich is the John, one guy. Oh. Uh, he was on Celebrity Apprentice and uh, is um, very much in Trump camp. And then uh, Big uh, is the other guy. It's oh. Big and Rich. Big and Rich. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I thought, what a bizarre name. Biggin? Biggin <laughs> Rich? Biggin Rich. Now, you know Biggin. Now, Biggin been singing for a long time, Brian. Yeah. And small and poor. <laughs> well, he, he hates Big and Rich. Hates him. Big and Rich does. Big and Rich, yes. Yeah, they came out right before he was about to drop his debut album and just ruined it. He's out. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy Big Jimmy's <laughs> reaction to this instead of, I don't want to get polluted it's, by whatever you're, you're doing. You're supposed to yes and. <laughs> you're supposed to yes and. Sometimes they got to just throw the shootout. There's a limit. And there's a limit. That's the best way to put it. There's a limit to yes and. Sometimes At some point, you seem like a crazy person if you support something like that, like where people start questioning you. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're be, very yes and happy and friendly in this room, but sometimes sometimes the technique jokes. is befuddled blank stare. <laughs> yeah. When you see the got next it. season of Feud, remember this day. Big and Rich versus Big and Rich. Oh, God, You're continuing with doubling this bit. down on it, but I'm going. I'm hanging in. <laughs> All the chips. <laughs> we got in. a legend of comedy in here, and this is what you're bringing. He called back Lobster Guy from yeah. four episodes That's ago. That's a good point. Lobster <laughs> O'Hanigan. Yeah. I think you need some time for quiet reflection right now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's shut not the mic off. At least been talking for thirty days straight. I finally I get a breather. Yeah. He needs his girlfriend. And you need a job. Something <laughs> needs to happen in here, man. Yeah. If you need a tour manager, and I highly recommend getting a new one, uh, <laughs> this guy's available. All right, very yeah. good. He will. You, he won't get you where you need to go. Nope. He, uh, but he'll make me laugh. Oh, yeah. Well, he'll he'll be telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> jokes. That part's true. Hey, God, I got a chance. There we go. Uh, all right, Brian Regan is here. He's got the new program on Netflix called uh, Stand Up and Away. Uh, the premise is he does some standing up comedy, then they morph into sketches. And are you also in the sketches acting? I am in most of them. Okay. There's a few that I, I, I wasn't in, but uh, I think next time around I would probably want to be in all of them. You would? Yeah. Yeah, just because I think it would be, I don't know, it's my my thing. I think it's awkward that there's a sketch that I have nothing to do with. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Wait, you're the storyteller. Yeah, yeah. That's a way to put it. Rod Serling wasn't in his own sketches. I call those sketches, by the way. <laughs> Twilight Zone. Oh, the Twilight Zone. Those I remember sketches. laughing so hard. Remember how funny it was? Right, with that creature's out of the wing. Bill Shatner's overacting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what's this other thing that you do, Brian? And I apologize for not knowing this. Louder I, Milk. Louder Milk. What is this? Louder Milk is, uh, you know, the Farrelly brothers? Yeah. Uh, Peter Farrelly is one of the co-creators of the show called Louder Milk. It's on DirecTV's Audience Network. It's a dark comedy about substance abuse. And uh, Ron, Living- Ron Livingston plays Loudermilk, and he runs a, a group of people who are recovering. And I'm one of those people. Oh, I play a character named Muggsy, and uh, it's really, really cool. I just have this tiny little role and having a lot of fun with it. But, and it's a, it's a, uh, uh, do you enjoy acting? Because we don't know you as an actor necessarily. Uh, I, I didn't know if I could do it either. Oh, okay. I swear to God. I mean, I showed up that first day going, I have no clue really? if I can do this. I have no clue. And we shot the first scene on one day, and I go back to the hotel, and Peter Farrelly texted me and said, uh, hey, man, uh, we're down in the lobby. You want to come down for a cocktail? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know I, th- what, I thought you, it was bring your playbook. Of course. 
bring your playbook. Another football reference. <laughs> when, when you don't know how to throw a tight spiral, you have to yeah. bring your playbook into the coach. Mm-hmm. So um, I go down there, heart pounding, and I'm thinking, well, at least he's going to be a gentleman enough to tell me face to face, and it's not going to be like somebody, my agent has to call me. You know what I mean? So I, I go down there, and uh, there are other people at the table and chit-chatting, and I'm like, well, he can't fire me in front of everybody. Right. You know? And then one guy said, all right, I'm, out, I'm peeling off, I'm peeling off, and then and boom, it's him and me. And I'm like, here it comes. Yeah. And uh, he goes, all right, man. Oh, by the way, good good job today. And, uh, you know, look forward to, you know, seeing you on the set tomorrow. And like, <laughs> oh, idea. I thought he was about to put me in the freezer. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea what turmoil I was going oh, through not. in my head. He, yeah. you, so he was just inviting he you just down to be part of the He just invited to have a drink. Yeah. You know, like, hey, my first day on the set, uh, come down and say hi to everybody. But you're waiting. Well, as everybody's sitting around, you're you're just waiting. Well, he's going to drop it. The, the yeah, shoe's going to drop any second now. Some, is he going to do it in front of everybody? Is he right. going to try to take me aside, you know, and say, hey, it didn't work out? Whatever. I, I, I really thought I was going to be heading to the airport the next day. Yeah. And uh, and that scene was uh, one of the ones that uh, you know ended up being well received. Well, that's great. Nice. But I had you know, you know when you're doing a scene like you know we're wired for laughs. You know you're on a set and cut. You go I don't hear I didn't hear anybody laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like I didn't know I had no idea if if I was adequate. Well, that's the rumor about Rodney Dangerfield on the set of Caddyshack. Uh, he's like, I'm making laughs. And they're like, Rodney, they can't laugh. That'd be unprofessional. <laughs> but apparently he was, he was in his head right. throughout the entire shoot about not getting laughs. Wow. So uh, that, And that's a, that guy, that, his whole career, Matt. I just, I, it's so sad, but I don't know if you've ever heard this about Rodney Dangerfield. He never got any respect. His whole career. <laughs> his whole career. <laughs> never terrible. got it. Yeah. Wow. To his death. <laughs> The comic strip comedy club where I started in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. He was performing nearby at the Sunrise Musical Theater. Yes. Came in um, on a like a Wednesday night with about forty people in our audience and said, "Hey, uh, can I do some time?" You know, and uh, you know, it's like what a weird question. Of course, you do whatever you want. Yeah. He goes on stage and crowd goes nuts. Crowd, small audience <laughs> goes nuts. He goes, "Hey, I got some new stuff. I want to try it out." Boom, boom. He puts his glasses on, pulls out these three by five cards, and half reads them, half performs them. I'm in the back, going, "Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, we're just taking it all in, and um, all brand new stuff. Reads one, sort of a laugh. Reads the next one, no laugh. Reads the next one, big laugh. Reads one, nothing. You know, and uh, takes a glass of a. Hey, thanks for the use of the hall. <laughs> Walks off stage. <laughs> And I, and I was fascinated by that. Next day, he comes in. He's performing like on the weekend. So this is like the next day. He goes, you know, can I use, uh, you know, get some time? You know? <laughs> it's like you just go on stage. You, you, whoever's up there, just pull them off. You know, he goes on stage. No glasses. No three by five cards. Goes through the same stuff. The stuff that didn't work was gone. The stuff that did work was tighter. And I remember in the back going, oh my God, this is a craft. And that's how you do it. Like he, the progress he made in one night mm-hmm. blew me away. And at that point I realized if you work at this, you know, you can you can improve dramatically instead of just half-assing it, yeah. you know? And I would, so it was like amazing to watch him do that. Hang on a second, you're saying work on it. Work, <laughs> you work that down. I'm committing to this bit so much that I'm actually reaching in and getting a W W work. E just gonna write down work. I'll know what that means. R K. Oh boy, I spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, I went with an O, but you tell me it's an E, I got it. More successful than I am, I get it. Um, and were you uh, were you headlining that show? Were you just an opener oh, at no, that time? No, no, I was, uh, you know, I, I would go on at the end of the night. I was a busboy, dishwasher. Oh, Jesus. That whole thing. Yeah, I was just getting started. And here comes Rodney. Right. How, right. how long did you do comedy in Florida before you uh, went on the road? I was there for about... Mm, two and a half years. And then then you moved to New York? Is that what happened? Well, actually, I, I, I went out. On the, that's when com comedy first exploded throughout the country. Comedy clubs and comedy nights were opening, so I was able to work. And right. I, I just basically was on the road for three years before I moved to New York. Okay. Just working every weekend, not because I was any good. It's just comedy clubs they needed, needed people. Needed people. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I did that, and then I moved to New York after that. And then there we go. 49 Letterman's. My 28. Clothes? 28. Seems like 49. 28. <laughs> I watched them both twice. Uh, 28 Letterman's. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you, the last time I saw you, which is so long ago, was uh, Todd Glass and I, when Todd was my co-host, when I was doing Running Your Trap with Jimmy Pardo as a talk show at yeah. the Comedy Central stage. Mm -hmm. It was the day after Johnny Carson died, and we weren't sure if we were, if like, are we supposed to do a show? What do we do? How do we... Do, do we do comedy? It was almost like 9-11 for comedy. It's like, right. do we do this anymore? And, and I literally said, I go, Regan's flying in from Vegas. We've got to do this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, Matt Weinhold and Brian were the guests. And you told, you had, you were, you you did Carson one time. One time. And how did, refresh my memory how that went. It was about a year before he retired. There was talk in the air that he was going to retire in about a year. I had never done it. It was every comedian's dream to do it. And um, I auditioned and got it and was on like a, a week later, you know, I guess I found out after the fact that that's the way they like to do it. Like if they gave it to you, they wanted you on right away so you didn't get nervous. You know, it's like smart. You're on, boom, three nights a night later, you're on the show. Yeah. So, um, and, but my experience was very bizarre because uh, I, I did the, the stand up. Well, it's weird, you're standing behind that curtain Right, and you hear him. Ah, here's a guy, and you're like, man, I can't believe I've heard this voice since I was a kid. Right, and now he's talking about me. Curtain opens up, and you walk out, and they said there are two marks out there. I forget what they were, but one was his mark, and one is for the guests. They said, don't stand on his mark. So that's the first thing. You're all, that's all I'm thinking about is I can't stand on his mark. Everything is over with, you know. So you're walking, and it's a long walk, man. It's like six, seven steps mm -hmm. before you get out there, and I'm, you know, you're looking. You, you don't want to look like you're looking down, but it's like a, if, if I stand on his mark, it's a career killer. <laughs> so then I get on my mark. I did my stand up. It all went uh, pretty well, but you know, it's all surreal. It's yeah. like riding Space Mountain. You have no idea. Was that good? Was that bad? Was it horrible? Was it, you know? I walked back through the curtain, and uh, the producer came up to me and said. Bob Hope was supposed to be on that same show. Oh, jeez. He was supposed to be the first guest, wow. but he was shooting a special for the return of the troops, so he wasn't there yet. So the producer came up to me and said, um, Bob Hope's still not here. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be able to make it in time. Uh, we're still hoping he's going to get over here. But if he doesn't get here, uh, we're thinking of throwing you back out at the end of the show to do panel. Okay. And I said, oh, okay. My heart starts pounding. And he goes, uh, we don't have time to set anything up. He goes, Johnny Carson will ask you about being from Miami. 
and you'd be ready to go into five minutes of clean material. <laughs> oh my God. Swear to God. And I'm thinking, I just had 15 years to work on my first five minutes. Now I have a minute to work on my second five minutes. <laughs> And, you know, you don't want to go, well, gee, I don't know if I can do that. You know, you, 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 I just had to go, yeah, yeah all right, sounds good. And yeah. then he walks away and I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so I'm thrilled at the opportunity, but frightened out of my mind. Like, I don't have a set. Right. And um, so sure enough, Bob Hope wasn't able to, to get there. So they came up and go, we're going to have you go back out. So Johnny Carson reintroduced me for the last segment. Um, said, hey, y'all seem to, he, he told the crowd, he goes, let me explain what's going on here. Bob Hope, I mentioned him up front, he was supposed to be here, but he's shooting a special for the return of the troops, so he can't make it here. And then he goes, a likely excuse, you know, and got a good laugh. He goes, but you seem to enjoy our comedian earlier, and uh, I thought we could get him out here and get to know him a little bit better. What do you think about that? So, of course, they're going to be nice. Yeah. So I go back out. And that whole thing, I walk, you know, like you're shaking his hand. That's the desk, <laughs> you know. And then you sit down there, and uh, he goes, "So I understand you're from uh, Miami. What was that like starting down there?" And I had a Miami joke. Okay. So um, I I went into that, and it it got a laugh. It got a good laugh, and he laughed. And you just, you know, you, you just want to like go. I don't care about anything else in life. I don't care about anything else in life, you know, and. Uh, he 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 laughed at that and then he said um he set me up on something that i didn't have a story about he goes yeah yeah he goes you're out there you know doing your thing he goes you ever have any like rough shows out there and um i'm thinking i don't have a bit i don't have a story i, I so i just started telling some true story i said well i played a place down in uh, alabama one time and uh um it was weird it was a bar they're gonna have comedy one night and uh I showed up that day, and the guy who ran a place literally with a cowboy hat came up to me and said, we ain't never had no comedians here before. We're going to throw you on tonight and see what happens. <laughs> and I got a laugh. I had no idea where to go after that. Mm -hmm. And he sensed that I was done. Because if he would have said, well, then what happened? Death. Right. <laughs> but he goes, you know, I know what you're talking about. When I first started, and then he tells a story oh, wow. about him working in strip clubs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, he just threw me a life preserver. Yeah. You know, I'm out on the water ready to sink, and he just saved me. And so he tells his story, it gets a laugh, and then he goes, hey, thank you very much for coming in. Boom, boom. So it just, you know, he made me look like I belonged out there. Right. But, like, I was not quite ready for it, but yeah, yeah. he saved me, you know? So it was a tremendous experience. That's great. Who else was on the couch that day? Do you, do you remember? Obviously. Uh, the woman from uh, Taxi who remembers everything? Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou Henner. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had her skills. Yes. <laughs> Very ironic. She was out there, and I've seen her since, and she remembered that. Of course she does. I saw her at an airport. She goes, remember when we did The Tonight Show? And I'm like, oh, wow, that ain't BS that you remember everything. <laughs> It was her, it was uh, Ed McMahon, and there was a woman singer who sang two songs, but she wasn't on the panel. Mm. Um, after the spot, get off stage, I'm backstage with my manager, Rory, heart still pounding, still having no idea, was that any good, was that not any good? Um, Rory's like, no, it, w it went great, man. Johnny Carson walked by, like he, he didn't come over specifically to say hi to me, but he just happened to be walking by, stopped, shook my hand and said, nice shot. And then walked through a door and I felt like I was watching a cowboy <laughs> right? ride off into the sunset. 
And I'm like, nice shot. I'm going to call it a shot for the rest of my career. <laughs> of course. That cool people call him shots. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it was, it was uh, life-changing. Yeah, right? You know? It was back in the day where that changed lives. Because the next week I was working at Chuckles in Mineola. So it paid off. <laughs> so it paid off. Fairytale. Good for you. Well, you get a shot like that, you got to take advantage. Take advantage of it. You well, absolutely. Know? Yeah, I was able to get more money as a middle. <laughs> it sounded like Rodney. You're going to be able to get more money as a middle, hey. Uh, now, do we get, uh, before we go, did you, did you get uh, anything from Dennis? We get uh, anything on the shoe? This guy's playing hard to get. All Sweet. I'm getting is message text, failed to text, send. The text is delivered. The text went through, Dave. Well, yours went through. But mine. Dennis is being a little cagey. Yeah. <laughs> he's not answering it. Maybe he's still not sure about the shoes. <laughs> Maybe he's still not, he doesn't know yet. I don't yeah. want to let Pardo down. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's a strong maybe. Still, it's a very strong, strong maybe. maybe. Um, all right, Brian, we end each show by playing the game called Sevens. Oh, fuck me. Uh, here's our categories. Take a look at those. Uh, th- Matt, who sent this? Uh, oh, I- I'm going with People's Heights. <laughs> uh, I looked it up before. Lucas. I pick one of these. Uh, you pick one of those categories, and it's like Pyramid. I'm going to give you clues, and you got to guess what I'm describing in that category. General. Boy. Yeah, see, I thank I like, you. I, like, I want to thank you, Lucas, for printing these up for us. This is so that Jimmy doesn't have to rattle off all the categories. But I do question why general and and well, food I, I, is on I, there. I know um, I know a lot, a lot about General Patton. I know about <laughs> okay. uh, Robert E. Lee. Yeah. So uh, I think let's do it. Yeah, they're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be great. I think. I mean, the thing is, the the bar is higher because this should be an easy category. So we'll see. This well, we'll find out together. Right, I mean, right, how many right. times have we done general? Uh, Good question, Garen. Most have, of them have to do with that insurance company, in so it'll be okay. <laughs> it's all Shaquille O'Neal questions. Do, do people always pick general? Nobody does. Oh. It's the worst. <laughs> people tend to go TV, movies, oh, no. celebrities. He wants to go general. This guy cares about the music. world. He's uh-huh. not just all about uh, popular culture. I know a lot about a lot of things. Okay, Let's find out. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> looks, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it looks like it was picked one time back when it was seven and seven. All right, who picked it? Jay Keith. Jay Keith Van Stratton, mm. the general. All right, here we go. Strategic. Here we go. All right. I'm going to give you clues. We have seven seconds to get each one. We want to get them as quickly as possible. Brian, it's like it's like pyramid. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, you're getting focusing. you're getting in the zone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's another sports term. <laughs> the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Not, well, you, you're probably thinking of the auto zone. Yeah, I did get hung up on that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of which, uh, uh, we always joke about ring. Yeah. Uh, do you have a ring at the house? The, uh, the doorbell. The doorbell. That I know you. of it, but I don't, I don't have it. It gives no. you updates on, uh, there's a community where like if somebody, like uh, be on the lookout for this guy, he's stealing packages. Oh. The one today was, uh, be on the lookout, they're stealing, uh, they're stealing catalytic converters. What? <laughs> Somebody's going around my neighborhood stealing catalytic converters. I, do cars even have those? Apparently, <laughs> I live in 1977. <laughs> yeah. No, they do. They what do? And they steal it for the platinum. There's platinum and catalytic converters. Well, you just you? became suspect number one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would even know that? Individual two. Thank you for that save. Honest to God. Did you you should put a card table out on the driveway and with a big poster board that says catalytic converter with arrows and set one on the thing and, and see, if, see if the guy takes the bait. That's like, that's like yeah. a worm on a hook. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? See if this dummy falls for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does. And I, I hook up a, a net. Yes. He goes to take it. <laughs> the He's net. hanging yeah, he's up in the air. Yeah. And then that video from your doorbell goes viral. Goes viral. And you make a million I bucks. get the success I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, what you really got to do is just borrow that guy's giant baseball glove. 
just have that helicopter hovering. <laughs> Drops it right on him. Yes. Grab the converter, right? The right field baseball glove. Yeah. You are a kind man. Before <laughs> <laughs> you steal his premise. <laughs> now you're trying to cash in on it. Parallel thinking. <laughs> no, that is oh. not parallel thinking. You literally <laughs> stole it. That's theft. Yeah. That's All right, here we go. General. History's going to shine down. Do the general <laughs> theme song. Can you do the general theme song? I can't. Oh, here come the general. No, no. The, uh, I know. The, 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 Oh. Call the general now. That's not you. I'm going to call general now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. General. Here we go. Volume is up. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, uh, the sand by the water, and you play with a, a ball or swim. What's that called? Ocean. No, that beach. The, yes. Uh, the opposite of south. North. Yes. Uh, your brother, he doesn't know if he wants to buy shoes. Yes. Uh, south of us is the country. Cuba. Uh, uh, no, uh, Mexico. <laughs> yes. Uh, if I have to uh, urinate, I use the T- urinal. Uh, the Toilet. Uh, bigger bigger picture. Uh, what's, Tree. A, what's a call called? Next one. Outdoors. Uh, not breakfast, not dinner, but. Lunch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> water that comes from the sky is called. Rain. Yes. Okay. Do you see why we don't do general? <laughs> it's for children. <laughs> but what was the score? Yeah, the, the big mouse at Disneyland. Uh, uh, Mickey. Uh, 22. Double deuce. 22. Jose Valentin. Yeah. Uh, bathroom is what you didn't bathroom. get. Bathroom. Bathroom. But tree was a good guess. Yeah, tree. <laughs> Outside. Where you ask where I go, I oh. pee on trees. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I've heard of bathrooms. But well, well, you got the rule on the tour bus, right? You guys can't use the bathroom. <laughs> so uh, you guys. Well, all right. Listen, you got twenty-two. I guess that's a good score. I, Again, we don't really. What, what did Jay Keith get? Yeah. What did What did the uh, other one other person that uh, chose the? He got twenty-eight. Yeah. Oh. All right. I want to rematch with him. Him and me. Go to mm-hmm. go head to head. Okay. Well, if you run into him, we'll, we'll set that up, I guess. Yeah, that seems like a lot of hassle our, for us. It's our job to figure order this out. Anyway. You, get, you get with his people, you get with my people. We'll set right. this up okay. and, uh, you know, fly us in, obviously. Yeah. And, oh, uh, obviously. That's a given. That I, see, I see this happening at halftime of the Super Bowl. Is that too big a stage? Yeah, I'm going to quote myself. Are you cool if we don't do that? Uh, Brian, thank you for being here. Thank you very much, right. everybody. The name of the program is Stand Up and Away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Regan is over there on the Netflix and if you've not seen Brian Regan live, I'm not playing around. You go see it. Yeah. You go, Thank you. whatever town he's in, he's the, he is the best. Yep. And I mean that. I'll say that in front of him. I'll say it behind his back. There <laughs> is, uh, And I will uh, respectfully disagree. I, don't, I do not think it's an acquired <laughs> taste. You said you were an acquired taste. I think if you like comedy... Then you should watch. Frank Thank again. you very, very much. The specials are great. I mean, it's the 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 best. They're very and kind. You are the phrase "comics comic" is thrown around for comics that don't get laughs from audiences, but you are a comics comic in that everybody enjoys you. Comics audience, everybody. I'm very humbled. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Good luck with this show. Why is that freezer door open? <laughs> We're about to murder you. Uh, Dave, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, we wish you guys the best of luck on that bus. Thank you. <laughs> right. Thank you uh, all right. On behalf, there he is back there. There's the Pop Culture Beast. That's Garrett Cockrell back behind Mission Control. That's the Captain, Captain Clunk, Elliot Hopper, the Honcho, Matt Belknap. Our friend Brian Regan. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.